7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey, everybody. Did you see Toad was trending on Twitter today? Uh, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program... The one and only Joseph Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. We're still here. That's good. That's good. Yes. So, um, and no, no Trump sightings lately? No. Florence flew over yesterday. Didn't oh. do much but rain. That was oh, okay. It. And speaking of rain, the good kind of rain, uh, rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back, as always. Hello. Hi, we finally had some blue skies today. Yeah, it was um it's been raining for three weeks here. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that I, I, it was uh, it was pretty scuzzy looking on the uh, on the radar. I've been uh, keeping keeping an eye out on that, but yeah, it's you know we haven't gotten anything from that. So I'm glad. sure, it's on the way. And no. No, I think you're going to be good. Yeah, Lawrence you think it's it's completely dispersed? The weather flow from Florence is not going over Ohio. I'm just used to the all the hurricanes generally like after they they, they all just kind of spread out. I haven't looked at it in a while. But I'm just used to like, you know, the the you know, it dissipating and getting over us, but you know. Uh but uh I'll, you know I, I'll, I'll say, please don't rain for a little while because we have a garage, but it still needs a door and electricity. Oh! So, ladies and germs, congratulations! It's it's uh it's almost done. Uh, they just need to come up. The electric's probably going to take a day. The door. Um, I'm assuming they're going to do the electric then the door. I guess I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. Or maybe they hook up all the electric for the door and then they hook up. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's almost there. And other good news, my, my buddy Pete, who's, um, a pretty handy, he has a wood shop. He's a pretty handy wood, woodworker. Um, he's the one who helped me pick up that cabinet. I don't know if I told anybody about that debacle, the, the first local pickup on eBay I ever did. Um, but he's going to bring his truck down and we're going to throw all the scrap wood that I've been collecting, all the reclaimed wood that I've been saving and all the stuff. They left some really good pieces of plywood and like full, like 12 foot two by fours that weren't perfect, you know, cause the, the Amish dudes who are building, obviously were using those for like the, you know, the rafters and stuff. Um, and, um, the, uh, you know, but I can cut them up and we're going to, we're going to build a bar. 
we're going to build a bar for the garage uh, uh, nice. a, week, a week from this wow. Sunday. I got a pretty good idea how I want to do it, too, because I want it to look like, you know, the the outside will be like a, a plank, like reclaimed wood, like small. I have these small trim planks that are all like slightly different colors, but they're all the same size. So run those horizontally and make them a little mismatched here and there. And then on the top, we'll put like a, a, a nice wood, you know, it'll be a, an L-shaped bar. So it'll have like a long side and a short side. It's not going to be huge. But then uh, we're going to have an inlay where the countertop is. You know, there'll be like a, a, a little bumper, you know, that you can lean on and stuff like that. But the actual counter, we're, um, we're going to do the, uh, and Susan and I will do this part. But we're going to take a whole bunch of like tchotchkes, like old vintage bar stuff, like sizzle sticks and bottle caps and coasters and matchbooks and stuff like that, and embed them in um, like a, th a thick layer of uh, epoxy. They make a certain kind of epoxy that dries like really hard, you know, that you can use for that. I've seen it done. I so love that. Yeah. I love that look. And then maybe, you know, we'll get some small, like, tin signs and, and tack them on the outside of the bar once, you know, you know, uh, you know, just, yeah, make it look vintage as possible, but give it a, our own kind of flair, you know, so, and, uh, yeah, so, sorry, I immediately went off on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> about that. Uh, but, uh, and, and my buddy Mort, uh, you know, everybody knows Mort. He's going to come help me dig the new fire pit. I'm calling out like all my friends. I'm like, come help me dig, come help me build stuff. So, and hopefully that all will be ready in time for our next party. Uh, we'll see. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, the only news story it seems of the day is this whole Kavanaugh shit show. Mm. Um, mm -mm. yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh my God! Seriously, mm. uh, yeah. Mm -mm. Um, Hello, motherfucker. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. I, I, and for Francie, I, I, just because I needed a break from all recording all this this crap, uh, I recorded children swearing today. It was fun. So I got new new kids swearing. So that's where. That, that's the first teaser. Hello, motherfucker. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if there were cell phones in 1982, we would have heard kids swearing in that room. Oh, yeah. And those those kids would have been Brett Kavanaugh and his little rapey friend, Mark Judge. Oh, my okay. God. Jesus. Jesus. So, uh, all right. So, let's, let's, uh, um, Let's start with, um, okay, so Chuck Schumer made a very reasonable and impassioned plea to do this, uh, you know, do this right with Kavanaugh. Make sure they go through the process properly. Don't ram it through. Don't rush it through. He brought up a lot of really valid points. Um, the, both audio clips are kind of long. But I think they're going to spark a lot of conversation. If there's at any point you want me to uh, pause one of these, I absolutely will. Um, and, but I'll probably pause it a couple times myself, knowing that there are a lot of very important and, again, rational, reasonable things that Chuck Schumer is bringing up. Not partisan shit. But, you know, we, uh, fortunately, on, on the left feel that 
women's voices should be heard, whereas, you know, Trump and his cohorts on, on the right, you know, think, you know, you, you, you know, what was the one quote from the yearbook from that, uh, that asswipe, uh, um, judge, he said, uh, certain women should be struck off in like gongs. Yeah, oh, yeah, struck off in like gongs or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, buddy. Yeah, you know. So uh, and we'll and I promise we'll talk about uh, Trump's um, mushroom penis later. Don't say penis in this house. Oh, oh, do we have to? <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, I lost my breakfast when I read that. Okay, it's just a bunch of fun guy. Oh, he is not a fun guy, though. That is not no, <laughs> no, no, no. But anyway, no, no. Listen, Chuck Schumer made made some great points here about, uh, you know, what's the rush? There's still an instinct from Leader McConnell and Chairman Grassley to rush these things through. The hearings must be done right, not rushed. Fair to both sides, respectful of both parties, and as dignified as possible under the circumstances. Senators and witnesses need time to prepare testimony, and senators who are not on the committee need time to review and consider that testimony once given. There must not be a hearing on Monday and then a possible vote on the nominee a day or two after. This morning, Chairman Grassley said there'd be only two witnesses. That's simply inadequate, unfair, wrong, and a desire not to get at the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I, can I interrupt now? I- yes, please. I, I also think that's against Senate rules, if we have any Senate rules anymore. <laughs> because I believe that Senate rules say you have the witness, and the witness is allowed to bring one other person. Okay. A, a co-witness, if that makes sense. Makes sense to me, well, I, but I don't, uh, you know. Go Anita ahead, Hill yeah. had 22. Yeah, which she wasn't allowed to have. Who? Anita, Anita Hill. Hill. Yeah, she yeah. had 22 witnesses. Oh, she did? Yeah, she did. All right, but... It, the, 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 all right, I, I know we're going to get into Anita Hill, but the idea that Grassley is sitting there and saying that they are allowed to, you know, one witness is, it's bullshit. Yeah, it is. How do you have, how do you have, he wants to restrict it to he said, she said. That's the way yes, they like it. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that that's a great point because, you know, it's like, why, why should it be limited? Why should it be so limited? Because, you know, again, um, we're... You know, we we we've had this before the whole he said she said thing, and I can't remember what it was, but it was relatively recent history. And there was something similar to this, and it was just as maddening then as it is now. But the GOP's well, mad. in a lot of these a lot of these sexual harassment cases, a lot of it is he said she said because a lot of times they're alone; they're the only two in the. I mean, a lot of it had to do with uh, Trump. A lot of his accusers. It was he said, she said. They were mm-hmm. alone. They were in a bedroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they, oh. and they like it that way because they have plausible deniability. That's the way they like it. Yeah, I'm just in this case, and along with the Trump case, I'm 
I, I'm just going to warn you guys. I'm I'm a little hot tonight about this. Hey, no worries. And I'm hot no. about it because, you know, Trump's accusers, there were witnesses time and time again. Yeah. There were people who saw what was getting ready to happen. They might not have seen the actual incident, but there were people around. And in this case, with, with Dr. Dr. Ford, yeah. I, I know I'm supposed to go by her professional name, but there were two people in the room along with her, and there were at least two other people at this so-called party. Yeah. And, and yeah. to me, five people is not a party. No, not really. Well, you know, you know, and Chuck Todd had a good catch the other day. I have that for later. Oh, um, okay. But uh, let's continue with this clip, though. But uh, all good points. Minority has always been able to request a number of witnesses to provide context and expert opinion to the committee. In this case, it certainly makes sense for one witness to be Mr. Mark Judge, who was named in the Washington Post as present during the event in question. How could we want to get the truth and not have Mr. Judge come to the hearing and be asked questions? And if the majority won't call him as a witness, as they should, if they're really interested in getting the whole truth, the minority must be able to do so. The minority has always had a right to call witnesses. But the bigger issue is that the committee must be able to call more than two witnesses in total. We must not repeat the mistake of the Anita Hill hearings. They were rushed and were a debacle. Do we want to repeat that mistake? We cannot let these hearings be even more rushed than the Anita Hill hearings. And my colleagues on the other side of the aisle are so hypocritical. Leader McConnell delayed the nomination of Merrick Garland, the filling of the late then uh, Justice Scalia's seat. Leader McConnell delayed the filling of Justice Scalia's seat for 10 months. 10 months. And now they're saying we can't take an additional few weeks to get the truth <laughs> of a very serious allegation? What hypocrisy. What a 180 degree turn, depending on who's in charge and who's making the nomination. Corruption. What a shame in this Senate. So, let's not rush the hearings. Let's not repeat the mistake that was made in the Anita Hill hearings. Let's call all of the relevant witnesses, not just two selected by Chairman Grassley, who didn't want to call the hearings to begin with. Let's do this fair and full and right. Yeah, and um, what was what was the reason for delaying uh, Obama's nomination for ten months again? What was that? That oh, was uh, it was an election year. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that he had done. There was anything that he had done in his personal life that was questionable. No, no. Well, they just held it because oh, we have an election coming up. And it was the presidential election. And like, we have to wait until after this because this is a. Just, I want to punch. It's the Biden rules. It's the Biden rule. And it wasn't. And it wasn't a fucking rule at all. Oh, God. It was a lie. People. The cake is a lie. Um, I just learned what that meant the other day. Uh, it's from a video game. 
Ignore me. But um, uh, speaking of video games, Mario Kart. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the utter hypocrisy. None of us should be surprised. None of us are surprised, I'm sure. I'm, I'm but, tired of calling it hypocrisy. I, I, to me, this is just pure corruption right there in front of our face. It's not even it hypocrisy. Yeah. It's a bunch of people in the Senate who call themselves Republicans who are saying, we don't care about any rules or any protocol. We're just going to do it our way and fuck you. That's really... I'm sorry if I sound a little agitated. I told you I was hot today. But uh, I, God I damn understand. It. They're making their own rules up as they go. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, basically what it is, is it's the... Um, it, they're using their majority as just a battering ram, is all it is. They, yes. they You know, they, they thwarted President Obama's pick. And now they're like, go, 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 go. Do as much as we can, as fast as we can, so we can fuck up this country as soon, as, for as long as we can, you know? That's it. So that's and who cares pretty much if they it. have a possible rapist. Yeah, or attempted rapist, you know? He's a conservative. We got to get him on the court. He's not a liberal. That's all they care about. But he'll Al vote Franken. against Roe v. Wade. He'll vote mm -hmm. against civil rights. He'll vote against women's rights. They don't care about anything else. But Al Franken, of course, he had to go. Oh, he had some awkward pictures. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to compare what you know what assault is uh, from one case to the other. But pinning somebody down on a bed and putting your hand over your mouth and trying to rip their clothes off, that's horrific. That's None absolutely that. fucking horrific. Nobody ever accused Al Franken of that. I want to make yeah. that really clear. Tina Dupuy said that he, he grabbed her inappropriately. Around the waist. She yeah. did. And... And then he had that picture where he was uh, over putting his hands over the breast area of a flak jacket on somebody he was on the USO tour with, whose name Which, I don't even remember now. The, that woman, I'm going to, that woman actually said, yes, it was a joke. I can't remember her name. She was dragged into it, not under her own volition. Mm-hmm. I know we're reviewing something that happened over a year ago, but... This woman's allegations about Brett Kavanaugh are way different and way more severe yeah. than anything. I'm not even trying to say, you know, if Tina Dupuis felt uncomfortable, I'm not going to take that away from her. I've had men put their arms around me and it was uncomfortable. But it doesn't mean that they were sexually harassing me or sexually assaulting me. Yeah. There's over... I, I, this people is I, People, uh, especially older guys, um, in some cases, tend to be a little over-friendly sometimes. And yeah, they I'm think not it's even, okay. I'm not trying to excuse it or make it okay. I have long said we need to really look at these situations and look at them from individual experiences and, and the, bigger, bigger, the bigger picture. Nobody ever accused Al Franken of putting a woman in a bedroom with his bestie from Georgetown Prep, yeah. you know, the mean streets of Bethesda, closing the door, turning up the music, 
putting a yeah. hand over her mouth. And uh, Al Franken didn't, he never denied anything that he was nope. accused of. This is another big thing. He yeah. never denied it. What he did deny was the idea that people thought that he was um, taking advantage of women, which mm -hmm. is why Al Franken actually came out and said, I want an investigation of me. I want that. Yeah. So and He didn't get that. No, he didn't. I didn't mean to take this off track. It's, no, it's okay. Let's just get, let's get back to the, the Schumer stuff. Uh, unless, Joe, is there anything you want to add before we get back to the next clip? No, go for it. All right, here's the next one. Much of the focus these past few days has been on the nature of the allegations themselves. But there's another focus that's equally important, and that is Judge Kavanaugh's credibility. Dr. Ford has made an exceptionally specific allegation, one she made years ago, I think six years ago, to a family therapist long before Judge Kavanaugh was nominated for the Supreme Court. She volunteered to take a lie detector test, which she passed. Judge Kavanaugh, meanwhile, has, quote, categorically and unequivocally denied the entire story. There's no wiggle room in that denial. He didn't say I didn't remember. It is a whole and complete denial. Someone is not telling the truth. Someone is not telling the truth. Now, here's what President Trump said, quoted in Bob Woodward's book about sexual assault allegations. President Trump said, quote, you've got to deny, 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 and push back on these women. If you admit to anything and any culpability, then you're dead. You've got to be strong. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to push back hard. You've got to deny anything that's said about you. Never admit. So the question looms. Is Judge Kavanaugh taking a page from President Trump's playbook? Um, yeah. Are the people advising Judge Kavanaugh telling him to follow President Trump's dishonest strategy? Yes. We don't know the answer. Well, we'll pause it right there because uh, there's still quite a bit left to this clip. But yeah, you know. Uh, I'm sure it's 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 very similar to that. Maybe not necessarily taking it straight from the Trump playbook because this is a playbook used by a lot of men. You know. Yeah, but Kavanaugh spent the past two days in the White House. Mm hmm. So yeah, he probably got some advice uh, uh, on this. You know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if those exact words that you know Schumer said, uh, you know, read from Woodward's book, deny, 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 or else you're dead. You got to be strong. You got to be aggressive. Well, that's what you were doing when you were trying to rape somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you were doing when you went, when you were, you could just go up to anybody and grab them by their genitals. It's what you were doing when you were kissing Katie Turr. It's what you were doing when you were, uh, you know, um, who's the, uh, Oh man, I can't forget the the woman. Uh, I forget the woman's name. You guys covered her a lot on Resistor Sisters back in the day. Um, the brunette uh, who was running in Ohio. I'm so sorry, I forget her name. I can't remember her name either. I'm yeah. sorry. That's all right. Because right now my mind is just really on the idea of, um, and I know we'll get to it tonight. But 
This was the freaking 80s. Yeah, this is an ancient history. This was a prep school for boys, which is just, it it is filled with, I, I haven't done the research, but I'm pretty sure that there weren't very many black men at Georgetown Prep in Bethesda, Maryland in 1981, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, I'm, it's a bunch I, of white guys that were filled with privilege, and I know I'm not the only one who saw Pretty in Pink sure. or uh, Sixteen Candles. Well, and do, do, do you see what you, I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and, and you have to understand too. I mean, uh, if you think about where these 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 young men, these fine young men, were coming from. And being, you know, at this school, they were coming from, you know, affluence. Yes. They they were coming from, you know, families where, you know, you had the, the traditional uh, nuclear family, 1950s type nuclear family. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and women were not considered equal in the very least. You know, they were expected no. to have dinner on the table or, you know. Fix me turkey pot no. pie, you know. That's a that's a really good point. I mean, even though in nineteen in the nineteen eighties, women were really trying to do what they could. Women were making progress mm-hmm. w- with regard to feminism and equality, but the reality is is that while women might always have been ahead of the curve when it comes to equality, white privileged men like Kavanaugh. And all the ones that went to Georgetown Prep, they have always been the ones that have dragged women back. Yeah, they want subservient women. You know, in the attitudes of that Mark Judge. Mark Judge, is that the name? Yes. Yeah. And Joe, you we were all reading yeah. some of that shit the other day. I mean, that was like, you know, it was like, you know, what did you write this for a 1950s gentleman's magazine or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's curious because uh, he doesn't remember being at any parties or being in the room. He doesn't remember, doesn't remember. Well, you were drunk. Yeah. Mike or Brad. They bragged about it. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about Mike, Mike judge. Yeah. He was, he was blackout dude. Yeah. 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 Mark, Mark judge. Mike judge is the creator of uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh God. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and this uh, this Mark Judge, he wrote a book about his alcoholism and his, you know, his uh, recovery. And in the book, he talked about his days at the prep school, and he talked about a character called Bart O'Kavanaugh. Ah, uh, Bart O'Kavanaugh. Who could Bart that possibly be? He is my lucky, lucky charm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how he used to get, you know, drop-dead drunk and uh, pass out and throw up in people's cars and things like that. So, you know, this is all, you know, she has a lot of credibility, but they're not going to give her any chance to do anything. And I don't know that she's going to show up. I, I don't know. There's there's no answer yet. We'll see. Yeah, I, I uh, hope she does. I hope she does, too. But here's, here's the last uh, uh, two minutes of this Schumer clip. But it's certainly an important question. And if the facts of Dr. Ford's allegations prove to be true, as bad as they are, they bring up a second point that is equally damning. 
that the nominee is not credible. Even for those, I can't understand why, but there are some who say, well, it happened 40 years ago, we should ignore it. These are not typical, typical things that happened to people 40 years ago. This is no. very serious stuff, the allegations. But even if people want to dismiss it, and I hope they won't, there's the issue of credibility. And it wouldn't be the first time questions were raised about the judge's credibility. Facing confirmation vote for the D.C. Circuit in 2004, Brett Kavanaugh told Senator Feinstein that the White House didn't know about any potential judicial nominee's views on abortion in the vast majority of cases. Recently released emails show that wasn't entirely accurate. Judge Kavanaugh repeatedly denied knowledge of the Bush administration's policy on detention and irrigation and interrogation. But recently released emails show that that wasn't accurate. Judge Kavanaugh denied working on the controversial nomination of Judge William Pryor. But recently released emails show that wasn't accurate either. In the case of Dr. Ford's allegations, the Senate and the American people must ask themselves once again, is Judge Kavanaugh's complete denial credible? Both can't be true. What Dr. Ford is saying and what Judge Kavanaugh is saying cannot be true. That's why we need hearings, and that's why we need a bunch of witnesses, and that's why we need an FBI preliminary investigation uh, to continue its investigation. Here we go. Amen. Amen. Chuck Schumer. Amen. Um, yeah. I, his credibility, his credibility is, is severely damaged. Um, and so... Uh, I haven't heard anything about uh, Christine uh, Blasey Ford's credibility other than somebody tried to dig up some dirt on her and basically said that um, Kavanaugh's mother oversaw some kind of like foreclosure of uh, Blasey Ford's parents' home or something like that in the 90s. Oh, you know what? Here, here's the thing. I really liked what I liked what Schumer said in that in 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 the the last part of that speech because he really was talking to the fact that Kavanaugh lied under oath. Yeah. During his hearings. Twice. At least I heard up to five. Up no, to I mean twice, twice, twice. Once when he was going for district court too. Okay, but you know, and and but why is he lying? If he's such a man of impeccable anything, why is he lying under oath yeah. to become a Supreme Court nominee? I know. This is an honest to God question. Yeah, because he's not a man of impeccable. No, uh, he's not. Credentials. And, and, he's and a creep. Can't do it. Can't do it. There, there's, there's, there's even another thing. There's another part of it that I've just been going through my head about this. It's like. With this whole, you know, uh, attempted rape accusation, and there are people out there, Kavanaugh himself basically saying, I don't remember it. And then I well, know we'll get into it later that he said, oh, you know, I wasn't at that party. But if, if Kavanaugh was a blackout drunk when he was in high school, when did he go through rehab? Yeah. Well, why don't you hold some of those thoughts until after the break? Because we're going to continue talking about this. And I've got that Chuck. 
uh, Chunk Toad. I know we were going to talk about Toad tonight. We got two Toads we're talking about. Chunk Toad. Um, and, uh, and, and we have some other stuff, too. I want to read some stuff from a Dennis, uh, uh, something that asshole Dennis Prager wrote, um, who's awful, awful. But uh, we're going to go ahead and run to the break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. But good on Chuck Schumer for calling out uh, what should be painfully obvious to anybody with common decency on the right. But as we know, common decency on the right is a very rare and precious gem that is uh, only mined when somebody snaps out of their uh, idol worship of Trump. So, um, but anyway... uh, here we go. We'll be right back. Uh, Crazy Nights Last Summer live. WRUW from Hairwolf with the late, great Derek Poindexter on bass. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com Oh, this next song is sung by Rooney. It's called Sea Monkeys. No, it's not. No, it's called Crazy Nights Last Summer. It's sung by me. sang by Rooney. Never mind. We'll do it live. Crazy Nights Last Summer. Drive 
Hall. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. The dogs are fed. All right, very good. And Joe Sandhorse of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Your dogs, they fed? They were fed about an hour ago. Well, there you go. So <laughs> You're just on different schedules. It's okay. Uh, uh, they, they eat when they want to. Sometimes they try to eat me. So Yeah, that's oh, the true. signal. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, and, uh, so anyway, uh, welcome back everybody. Uh, and, uh, let, let me read a little bit of this, um, because the Chuck Todd clip isn't very long, but I, I want to get to it, uh, before the end of this, um, from Mediaite by Aiden McLaughlin, radio show host, uh, Dennis Prager, Kavanaugh attempted rape allegations should be ignored. Conservative radio host Dennis Prager wrote an article in the National Review that allegations against uh, uh, that allegations Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh attempted rape should be ignored. Christine Blasey Ford has accused Kavanaugh, a nominee for Supreme Court Justice of sexual assault and attempted rape. Rape. Uh, she claims that 36 years ago, uh, drunken Kavanaugh pinned her down. I'm going to skip over this because we know what the allegations are. 
Um, Prager, who once called the uh, called the idea of college rape culture or, or, or a gargantuan lie. I can't read tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, argues in his piece for National Review that the allegations against Kavanaugh should be ignored because they tell us nothing about Brett Kavanaugh since the age of 17. Oh. Oh, the- really? So he gets attempted rape, and then that's like his mulligan? Yeah. It says uh, the, the conservative radio host denies, uh, I'm sorry, decries the nihilistic idea that Kavanaugh's good and moral life can be nullified by a sin committed as a teenager. In this case, the sin would be attempted rape. Uh, this is another example of the moral chaos sown by secularism and the left, Prager claims. In any society rooted in Judeo-Christian values, it is understood that people should be morally uh, assessed based on how they behave over the course of their lifetime. Oh. Really? Except for that one time. What about Ted Kennedy? What, 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 did, what did Prager ever say about Ted Kennedy in Chappaquiddick? Um... <laughs> Early, early behavior. I'd love to know what he said because I'm sure it's the same thing. You know, he's a killer. I could almost tell. You, I could almost tell you what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he he should be uh, exterminated or something like that. Probably. It says early yeah. behavior being the least important period in making such an assessment. You you think this is bad now? Oh. You think this article is bad now? I there's a reason why I said this man should be thrown in an incinerator. So, uh, <laughs> um, because he's just a piece of trash. Um, and I, I just, I just, I don't want to see him burned to death. But it's just pray. I'd like to see him thrown in a garbage bucket. Yeah, sure, a dumpster at least. Let him live in a dumpster because that's uh, all you know. He's he really is basically saying. Oh, you know, he tried to rape a girl once, but we shouldn't judge him for that. Well, well wait, because he, he goes on to justify this even more. You oh, need no. to see how deranged this justification is. Prager goes on to argue that in the good old days, groping was commonplace. He boasts, my mother was groped by a physician. She told my father, oh. ab- she told my father about it. My father told the physician that if we, he were to ever do it again, he would break his hands. And then he posits this gem of an argument that empowerment is all about trying to stop men from groping you. When my wife was a waitress in her mid-teens, the manager of a restaurant grabbed her breasts and squeezed them on numerous occasions. She told him to buzz off, figured out how to avoid being in places where they were alone, and continued going about her job. That's empowerment. That's a quote. That's all a quote. Really? From cool. Dennis Prager. Wow. There is buzz off. Empowerment empowerment is um, extracting toxic men from the workplace and uh, you know, having people who respect one another as peers or subordinates or superiors on whatever the job structure is. That's that's empowerment. Empowerment is is creating a, a safe environment for all employees, um, and an equal yeah, environment. Know, can I can I interrupt for a minute? Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say this: the the fact that what's what's his name Hager? What uh, this dude? Uh, 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 Prager. Um, Dennis Prager. Prager. Okay, 
the fact that, you know, oh, his wife was groped as a waitress and she told him to buzz off. I don't buy that for one minute. I really don't buy that for one minute. No. I I don't because she if she did, she would have gotten fired because this really happened before we had any laws or rules on the book that said you cannot sexually mm-hmm. harass women in the workplace. I don't buy it. Yeah, Prager is significantly older older than Kavanaugh. He's got to be I yeah, would say in his seventies at least. Um, that, that's that's why I'm saying it. That guy, he's old. He's uh, old. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Saying, oh, gonna... it's okay. You know, women used to get groped in the fifties. Your wife got groped, and you're sitting there telling me that your wife's like, "Oh no, you stop touching my breast." She had no recourse. Yeah. If, if his story is true, his wife had no recourse. If she said don't do that, she got fired. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm feeling kind of hot today. That's okay. And, um, uh, yeah, I can't find his... Uh, oh, yeah, he's 70 years old. So, yeah. So, um, the last last clip, the last uh, bit from this uh, article. Prager concludes that he is not interested in whether Mrs. Ford, an anti-Trump activist, is telling the truth. Because even if it were true, what happened to her was clearly wrong, but it tells us nothing about Brett Kavanaugh since the age of 17, he writes. But for the record, I don't believe her story. God. Fuck. Joe? You. Ben? I, I, I got a clip for him. Yeah. Mind my potty mouth. Now, what if he did this when he was 16? Or he did this when he was 18? Would we be hearing past the age of 16? Mm. Past the age of 8? They're not denying that he did this. Yeah. This is, to me, one of the biggest parts of this. Oh, well, you know, he was 17. Yeah, they're saying even if it did happen, why ruin his life over it? His life isn't ruined. He's lived a he's lived a punishment free life from this from this crime. If it is true, if the allegations are true, and uh, uh, Christine Blasey Ford passed the lie detector test on this, what about but, her life? Well, yeah, what exactly. About all the women's lives who have been raped. Yeah, and and we're not saying you know what? Let's retroactively go back and you know go back in time and throw him in you know juvie or prison, charge no. him as an adult. We're not saying that. We're just saying don't I'm fucking reward that. him. Don't reward him with a spot on the Supreme Court. A lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I I think I mentioned to this uh, to you guys yesterday. Um, the guy who was doing the siding on the garage had his radio outside. And mm-hmm. and I while I was getting ready for work, I heard what he was listening to, and it's this horrible fucking local. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get, mention the name because it doesn't bear repeating. This ho- horrible local AM shock jock drive time, you know, bullshit show. And the guy on the radio was like, "Yeah, but you know, even if he got in trouble when he was a kid, they wouldn't keep him in prison for his entire life over something like this." Well, and it's no, like maybe. it's not it's not about that. It's not about retroactive punishment or even punishment at this point. You know, I mean it, it, it's like 
you don't understand there's something between reward and punishment. And it's called just go on about your business. You're not needed here. There's also something to be said about the fact that this is a lifetime appointment. Yeah. This is a lifetime appointment. And I don't want, I don't care if it's somebody from the left or the right being placed on the Supreme Court of the United States of America who has really weird moral values. Mm -hmm. He says he can't remember this. Yeah. Well, he actually came out and said, I never did it. Well, and here, then, here, let's just let's, yesterday he came out and said I was never at that party. Yeah, well, let's listen. Let's listen to the. That- yeah, we we keep mentioning this, so let's play the Chuck Todd audio. Um, but this is thirty seconds from Chunk Toad uh, <laughs> when he, re, re, you know, every great every great once in a while brings up a, a valid point. Judge Kavanaugh made a very specific denial about never being at any party or any event. Right where this could have happened. The problem with that denial is that Dr. Ford didn't make a specific allegation of a specific event. She admitted that some of the, she couldn't remember which house where this, where this was. So why does he have a very specific ability to deny? So that the point is, it seemed to raise more questions, perhaps, is very specific denials. Yeah, it's kind of like saying, I wasn't at that party where I tried to rape somebody. It's exactly like that. I was probably at that other party where I maybe tried to rape somebody. And, uh, but I don't know which party she's talking about, but I definitely wasn't at that party where I tried to rape her. My I God. Wish. Yeah. Joe? <laughs> Joe? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's like, yeah, she didn't say which party it was, and, but you know you're not there. Because she also very specifically said a lot of us were drunk, mm-hmm. which well, I thought was incredibly telling and very honest as a woman who who I'm pretty much she might be a year older than me. Yeah, this happened all the time. Yeah, and it didn't just happen in Bethesda; it happened in in Germantown, New York. Sure, you know, and this I, happens. I, I can tell you, I can tell you, uh, you know, as somebody who drank in, in my teens, I was at a fair amount of parties and I can vaguely remember where some of the houses were at some of these parties we yeah. went to, but I, I couldn't tell you who owned the house. I couldn't tell you the exact street address. I might be able to go down the road where I think it is. And be able to yes. maybe maybe point it out and then be like, mm, or maybe that one. You know? I mean, because there were these parties that just happened that popped up. And I'll tell you what, where they live, too, I bet a lot of the houses kind of blended together as well. Yeah, I mean, this, this is another part of this. This was something that happened in the 80s. It was an 80s thing. Where parents who are mostly baby boomers were like, look, if you're going to have a party, just make sure your friends get home safe. Yeah, don't break party anything. The house. And, and a lot of times there were parents who were actually home and were like, all right, I'm home, so I'm supervising the party. Yeah. Am I the I'm only one gonna... who went to parties like that? 
Yeah, yeah. The mom and dad would go be upstairs reading a book or something like that, you know? Yeah. But this this was a party where there are no parents. Um, and, and this was not uncommon. It wasn't just Bethesda. And, and yeah. the, I guess what I'm getting at, the fact that she says she remembers this happened. I can't remember the house. And I can't remember the exact year. But I ended up going to a therapist in 2006 or 10. Six, I believe. But, you know, it, it, this happened. This happened. And she wanted to keep it secret. She didn't want to make it public until she mm-hmm. found out, holy shit, this guy might become a Supreme Court nominee. And he's an attempted rapist. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, um, I, I'm sorry, Joe, go ahead. I was, I was trying to read a comment, but I, I kind of screwed up. Go ahead. Well, there's some facts here that, that we know. Okay. So let's forget about the house, the party, you know, the street it was on. We know that. She was at a party. Kavanaugh did. She was at a party, okay, with four or five people. uh, And two boys pushed her into a bedroom, and one of them tried to rape her. And she took a lie detector test some years later and passed. Mm -hmm. And she's been going to therapists, and she gave us the therapist notes. So this event happened. She passed a polygraph. Yeah. So, you know, whether the house had aluminum siding, whether the living room was on the right or left as you enter the door, really, you know what? We're we're deflecting here. Yeah, it's inconsequential. It, it it doesn't yeah, it does it doesn't matter. It's just it like happened. it's just like yeah, it happened. It just like it doesn't matter. Well, the Democrats held on to this to the last hour, which I'll have something to say about that later. Thank there is no Joe. fucking last hour. I don't know. How is it a last hour? Like, what hour is this nominee supposed to be approved? Is there a constitutional statute of limitations on when he has to be approved? It's a manufactured artificial last hour. Yeah. Democrats did, didn't hold on to anything until the last hour. There's Her no last hour. are real. She and is it does Right. And it doesn't matter. And God help me you know hillary clinton got crucified for saying it doesn't matter what does it matter that was the famous quote because just like in benghazi it doesn't matter what yeah. matters is what happened and is it true and if yeah. it is it doesn't matter if feinstein held on to it until christmas eve it still mm-hmm. matters Absolutely. Amen to all that, Joe. Amen. 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 Yeah, but is there is there a a a last hour? I don't think so. No, there's not. There's not. That's all fucking nonsense. I I, I just hear them say the eleventh hour, eleventh hour, eleventh hour to what? To what? There's no deadline here. You made up a deadline of Thursday. They're making up a bunch of deadlines. You're trying to rush this through because you know this guy is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he has a whole paper trail to prove he's an asshole and a liar and, and a perjurer. And on the and on the flip side of all the all the points and facts, the the facts that you laid out uh, regarding um, uh, Catherine Blasey Ford is we have some facts about Kavanaugh right now. We already know he lied, and he also went on to deny 
specifics that were never given. Exactly. Exactly. Big point. Exactly. I never left the murder weapon at the pool. Well, nobody told you that the murder happened at the pool. Oops! Oh, yes. I didn't mean that. Dipshit. Right. I, I mean, it, yeah, seriously. That, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't leave the murder weapon at the pool. You know, I, I mean, it, you, you know, I just watched something like that the other day or, or was, was listening to an old-time radio show or something, you know, where that was how the criminal got caught. It was like... Uh, and they're like, we never told you about, bum, bum, bum. you know, uh, right? Yeah. Well, I was never at the, pool. I was never at the pool. Well, we never told you that's where it happened. Yeah, yeah, classic, Oops. classic Oops. criminal slip up. Yeah, it's like a TV trope. <laughs> yeah. There, there's something that keeps rolling around in my head, and when I hear time and time again from so many of these Republican senators saying. Are we, you know, basically, what was it? We shouldn't judge him from things that happened when he was seventeen. And and something that does really bother me is that we're not in nineteen eighty two anymore. How old was we, John Kerry when they were judging him for what he said about the Vietnam War? Well, in his twenties. Well, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go someplace else. Bill Cosby was accused of being raped 35 years ago. Accused of raping. Yeah. So I guess my point is is that we... I would like to see, and I'm going to just put this out there, is just Republican men, stop sitting there and saying, oh, he was 17 years old at the time, mm-hmm. and we can't judge him by the standards that we held. What they're basically saying is we shouldn't judge him by the standards that we hold now based on what standards we had in 1982 I, I, I don't buy it I don't buy it I don't well, want I don't want Kavanaugh to go to jail no of course not statute of limitations by those standards today he would be going to jail the same way Bill Cosby did yeah what I want is for Kavanaugh not to have a lifetime seat on the Supreme Court yeah it's not Period. that we want him to report he's not yeah. morally Act. Yeah, but we, we got to go to the break. But yeah, we don't want him punished, but we don't want him to have this ultimate reward. I mean, there is, there. it's not just this or that. I know you objectivists on, you know, you Ayn Rand loving black and white seeing uh, idiots on the right think, oh, it's either this or this. No. I'm sick and tired of Republicans acting like nothing has changed since yeah. the 80s and since yep. Anita Hill. Exactly. Things have changed. We have different standards now. Yeah. All right. And this is a good time for everybody to go watch Anita, the documentary. Uh, Rain and I were looking for it yesterday. It's not currently streaming for free anywhere, but I think the the rental on it's a couple bucks, maybe two, three bucks over on Amazon. So uh, just do a search for Anita. I believe it came out in 2015. Uh, go watch yeah. that documentary. Um, but then there's the dramatization, too, that's on, uh, I think, currently on HBO. Um, I believe I can't remember. Maybe Netflix. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, because that woman was she she, oh, oh my God, that makes me so mad thinking about how poorly Anita Hill was treated because she was a solid stand-up human being of character, integrity, passion, and drive, and she was just ground ground under the heel 
of mostly conservatives, even though, you know, and, you know, talk about redemption. We mentioned that we were talking about redemption the other day, but, uh, or, or on, in our, our chat, you know, yep. look what Joe Biden, he came back from that, you know? So, but anyway, I, I'm sorry. Now I'm going into the weeds here. Um, but, uh, we're going to go to the break. We're going to pick up on this. We're going to get, uh, some of, I'm sorry, Trump's reaction, some of mushroom dicks, uh, um, yeah, yeah. fungi yeah. wang. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go to the break. We'll be right back. Everybody, go get your toothbrush. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward, and now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from five to seven p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters, Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Hello, motherfuckers. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide, radio for humans, not conservatives. Uh, welcome back, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hola. Hola, And, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Look at this. We're all back. We're back to, uh, to normal here on, on the program. Yeah, we had some exciting uh, adventures yeah, the last couple I, of weeks. That was a lot of fun. I, I got to say, that was, that was a real treat having Tim on for both shows last week for all three hours. Um, and... Man, we got crazy. <laughs> oh, we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, you guys had cake hangovers, and I just had hangover hangovers. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but welcome back, everybody, to the program. Thanks to everybody in our chat room for hanging out. Um, and uh, you know, why is it that every show we seem it, it, when dealing with Republicans, we always seem to have. Can, can we go a show without talking about rape or sexual assault when talking about conservatives? My no, God. 
No, I'm not saying. Hey, I know. Hand in hand. Uh, not every show. Not every show. I mean, that's why I, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, we we got to get back to doing some fun games and shit. <laughs> so, but uh, but this or, is important. This is very important stuff. We can get back to you know, I don't know, getting Republicans out of office because they rape women. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Ted Cruz, I hate God, him so fucking much. So Boy, am much. I so persecuted. Oh my! No, there's a reason why you're persecuted, and it's because you're a fucking piece of filth. Um, listen, listen to this. I, I want to read this story real quick. Um, and I'll, I'll, uh, before I do, I'll get the, I'll get a little persecuted, uh, drop here, because uh, we, we need, we need that uh, for this idiot. Why am I persecuted? All right, um, this is from Law and Crime, written by Colin Kalmbacher. Uh, Ted Cruz campaign accused of violating Texas law with deceptive mailer disguised as summons. A summons, all right? I'm just going to read what this says, and I'm not going to I'm not going to go with the uh, uh, the whole article, but the, the the somebody named Sean Owen said, uh, I received this from my 88-year-old grandma. This is on Twitter, at Sean, under, S-E-A-N, underscore R, underscore Owen, O-W-E-N. Received this uh, for my 88-year-old grandma. Says it's a summons from Travis County, but basically, it's, but it's actually asking for money for uh, at Ted Cruz. Did your campaign authorize this? Is it even legal? Shame on you. That's one more uh, Beto O'Rourke voter. And... It says, it says this, official Travis County summons, voter enrollment campaign division, Ted Cruz for Senate 2018. That's what it says in the, in the return mailing address spot of the envelope. And then in big black letters, in big black letters across the, uh, the, the envelope, summons enclosed open immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Official, official Travis County legal. summons. It, did you say it's legal or illegal? No, it's legal. What he did? Yes. Well, because this article says they're questioning the, the legality of it. Yeah. From okay, I didn't have. I don't have the article in front of me. Because so somebody can back me. It's back it's me up saying. I read um, that it is legal because the summons was a summons for money. Well, this is this is what it says uh, because under the heading deceptive trade practices, I'm practice, more than happy to be wrong. Well, Always. it says under the under the heading deceptive trade practices unlawful. The law on point uh, here is codified um, and some numbers. I'm not going to read those. Um, and reads in relevant part. False, misleading, or deceptive acts or practices in the conduct of any trade or commerce and hereby declared unlawful or subject to action by the Consumer Protection Division. The term false, misleading, or deceptive acts or practices includes but is not limited to the following acts. Delivering or distributing a solicitation in connection with a good or service that A, represents the solicitation, is sent on behalf of a government entity when it is not resembles a governmental notice or form that that represents or implies that a criminal penalty may be imposed if the recipient does not remit payment for the good or service. So, again, on the outside of the envelope, 
official Travis County summons? I'm telling you, they're going to find a way around it because campaigns are not official government anything. I know, campaigns I know. Are campaigns and um, corporations are well, not people. I hope they don't. I hope they don't weasel out of it because it says, because it says official Travis official it. Travis County. It looks like it's representing it as something from the government, which it is not. I saw that so. too, by the way, and I do agree with. I do agree with everything that's there, but. I have a feeling that that slimy, sleazy Ted Cruz campaign found a workaround about it. Probably. And and they did this, uh, the Cruz campaign, he must still have the same people working for him because he did this in uh, uh, 2016. Um, and uh, the New Yorker, uh, it was Ryan Lizza over at the New Yorker, Ted Cruz's Iowa mailers are more fraudulent than everyone thinks. And they have another one. And it says uh, uh, this is a voting violation on the outside of it. Do you guys remember this one? Because I saw that and I was like, yes, shit, yes, he's up to it again. It says, you are receiving mm-hmm. this election notice because of the of low expected voter turnout in your area. Your individual voting history as, uh, as well as your neighbors are public record. Their scores are published below. And many of them will see your score as well. Caucus on Monday to improve your score, and please encourage your neighbors to caucus as well. A follow-up notice may be issued following Monday's caucuses. You know, so, I mean, this is evil. This it is, is yes. evil. But who's on the, who's Deception. On the um, FBC right now? Well. And this is a legit question. Who is yeah. on the federal elections campaign or committee? I don't. Who, who who is there to say you need to stop this? Uh, I doubt anybody. Um, I, I, I know this is me. I'm not just uh, being no, no. It's fine. I mean, I'm just saying that you know the version of the devil that Trump or the, the I'm sorry that Cruz pretends to uh, believe in and scare people of. Cruz behaves just like that version of the Christian devil that they're always screeching about. Yeah. Prince of lies, deceiver. You know, that's what he's doing. So a vote, you know, if you're voting for Ted Cruz in, in Texas, and I know, he's, I know nobody who's voting for Cruz is listening to this show, but if somebody is, they're voting for the, the Christian version of the manifestation of evil. They're voting for that. Yeah. I hate these people. He's he's a mess. He's a he's a mess. He's not a friendly person. He's not an honest person. He's not a likable person. Well, and he no. sleeps and he sleeps upside down hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, he, this is true. Oh God. I feel bad for his wife now because she probably sleeps underneath him. Oh, I feel bad for his kids. Feel, what is it, guano? Yeah. He forces them to kiss him at night. Cruise guano? Thank Did you. Did you imagine um, kissing that face? Oh, my no, God. No, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I'd rather I kiss the urinal at a stadium yeah. than that face. Could you imagine kissing some man? That looks like Cruise? <laughs> Not uh, that man. <laughs> 
All right, so let's get back to it. I'm sorry to, to derail there. And he also he also mocked uh, PETA today for handing out free barbecued tofu, and oh. you know, and, and was like, and, and made a joke that if uh, if Beta was elected, meat would be outlawed and tofu would be mandatory. But you know, people are going to believe him because they believed him when he said, you know. That that clip that uh, I have of Cruz that you know Democrats want to uh, you know uh, outlaw the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Gasp! My dentures fell. Yeah. and he says, and I'm not exaggerating. You can't make they this stuff up. No, you yeah, just they did. Literally want to do away with the First Amendment. He really, but he also said that if if Beto is elected, he's mm-hmm. going to ban barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. Now I think you had a good, was it you, Rain or, or Ken? That's a good idea. Would be to for him to have one huge barbecue now. As yes. A, yes, I think that's yes. a great idea. Have oh, a barbecue. make it with you know like ribs and chicken yeah. and tofu. Oh, oh, tofu. I can I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that uh, Beto O'Rourke's. Uh, uh, well, I, I might as well play this because it's Ted Cruz and Beto related. Um, <laughs> Willie Nelson was on the View today. Oh, and uh, and yeah, I am so so disappointed in Willie. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought he was conservative. Oh, that's right. Yes. So yeah. So here we go. Willie Nelson on the View. Uh, this is a couple minutes long, but it's pretty fucking awesome. He's been making music for a long time, and now he's making headlines for his recent decision. And I also would like to say, hey, Ross Story, uh, 2005 called, and they want their uh, video encoder back. This audio sucks. <laughs> Yes. Seriously. Decision yes. <laughs> to support Texas Democrat Beto O'Rourke. His latest album of Frank Sinatra songs is called Appropriately My Way. Please welcome oh, I want the that. amazing <laughs> Willie Nelson. yourself with your politics you're supporting beto o'rourke in texas against ted cruz the republican and people are shocked at that that you would support a democrat why <laughs> why do they have some misunderstanding of you? i don't know i guess so because i've been supporting democrats all my life you know, but... <laughs> but i think they have this image that you don't why i don't know yeah. I have no idea uh, because uh, you know I haven't hidden it that much. Are oh, you getting a lot of flack, and how are you dealing with it? Oh, I love flack. You love flack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not happy till they're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too <laughs> bad. Oh, I have another question here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does you- it bother you though about society yeah. that you're judged based off of who you like politically? Do what? Does that bother you that people would be upset about who you personally like politically? Oh. Okay, fire Abby Huntsman. That is all. Hey. Oh, not really, because everybody has an opinion, and everybody has a right to an opinion, so, you know, I think I have one, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely you do. But he's he's, really going to perform. He's not just supporting the guy. He's performing at at an event for Beto, correct? Yeah, we're doing a little fundraiser there in Austin on... uh, I forget the 29th. Mm-hmm. And many of your fans took tremendous issue. Like I said, I want to repeat myself, but they took issue with this. Yeah. You know, a lot of your fans didn't like it. Why do you like care. him so much? He doesn't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it a lot. <laughs> I mean, why does he give a flying Philadelphia? Well, doesn't this, it bother you? This is you? a very interesting thing to me. 
because it seems like there's a lot of people out there, and I and I love watching the. View. Well, I don't watch the view, but I love the clips. Uh, but th- this idea of a lot of your fans are so shocked. We're You're the a country fu- singer who supports Dems, and I, I feel like we need to take a step back and stop pretending like country music, whether you like it or not, is not a wholly owned you know entity of of Republicanism. Just like Christianity. Just yes. like Christianity. I would say, though, there's probably a lot more liberal Christians than there are liberal country singers. Um, but, but yeah, Willie Nelson, he is, he's the godfather of country at this point. How many of his peers are still alive? This is a man who wrote songs for Elvis Presley. Yes. He you know, that with fucking Johnny Cash. Yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, so he's as old country as you get anymore nowadays. You know, is Merle Haggard, did Merle Haggard die? Merle is dead. Merle died, and then... Um, Christofferson is still alive. Yeah, but he's still, he's still, he's like, he's a kid compared to Willie Nelson, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's, um, he's a kid. He's probably 69. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Willie's like 90, isn't he? But the point that I'm trying to make is that there's there's this kind of subtle acceptance among a lot of people that country music is purely conservative, and uh-huh. it's not. No, I mean I think that, and this is something we maybe can talk about in another show for another time. Well, I don't listen to a lot of country music. I love Willie no, Nelson. Me too. I love Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Christopherson. I love Merle Haggard. Yeah. And, that's all that you know. I, I would I would put money down on the table to tell me you you're going to tell me they were conservative or liberal. Yeah, uh, you know I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Chris Christopherson, but all the other guys, yeah, absolutely. You know I, I even like you know Hank Williams Senior. Hank three is great. Hank William uh, Bo Cephas had yeah, uh, Hank Junior. He's a fucking he's, he's a racist asshole. But you know I, you know but when when is anybody when does anybody ever remember anything about Willie Nelson being a conservative? I mean, in the last 20 years, he's all been about legalizing weed. Yeah, maybe that's a, some libertarians are like, I like him because of that, but they probably hate him because of everything else. And you got to think about this, too. This is a guy who said that I think he admitted to getting high on top of the White House when Jimmy Carter was president, you know? Uh, and and not just that, but also look at the age he and the said, time. He said look it, at the Jimmy the, Carter's inauguration. Yeah, and, li- and 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 think about this too: the age of of him, and you know, and if Johnny Cash was still alive, Joe. I mean, when they were coming up, you know, these are guys who were singing songs to union workers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they they truly were trying to represent, you know, the working class. I mean, Johnny Cash even went to prisons to sing for people. I'm going to guess that if you went on, uh, if you, you know, just went inside the uh, their tour bus, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, uh, you'd get the idea there were no conservatives in there. Yeah, you'd probably also start floating to the ceiling. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I think Stephanie Miller had a story about going to see Willie in Hawaii uh, at one point. I think she said she didn't smoke pot with him, but it's like, really? You hung out with Willie Nelson and you didn't smoke pot with him? What's wrong with you? It's like being a Catholic and not taking communion. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm still amazed that they're like, oh, I can't believe he's a Democrat. You people are so dumb. That they're you're so not stupid. Attention. They're so stupid. If... 
I mean, I mean, it, it, it's what? Where did you ever get the idea he was a conservative? Where? Oh, he sang country music. You guys can have fucking Charlie Daniels all the live long day. You can have Ted Nugent. You can have those assholes. Um, I know Nugent's not country, but you know he's a he's a stupid redneck. He wears a cowboy hat. Yeah. I hope he doesn't accident ever accidentally shoot himself while he's hunting. That would be terrible. Well, be terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. So, um, anyway. Well, there's, uh, uh, kind of there's, Willie there's Nelson, though, because Willie doesn't do... Here's the thing. Willie doesn't do political stuff. I mean, he used to do Farm Aid. Again, why do you think that he's a Republican? He did Farm Aid. Yeah. Representing workers. Trying to help farmers, you know? That's right. Joe, go Jeez. ahead. That's right. I was going to say, I'm just going to post some breaking news here. The uh, Christine Blasey Ford now wants uh, an FBI investigation before she goes in front of the Senate. Good move. You know what's sad about that, though? It's not going to happen. Yeah, because it's going to be, it, that's up to Trump. Well, mm. it's up, to, well, it's also up to Grassley. From what I heard today, Trump is the only one who can reopen the FBI investigation about Kavanaugh. Well, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't know if this is a well. I yeah, guess. I don't know. I'm I, I'm anyway, I'm so ignorant of stuff like that. It's, anyway, uh, Joe, can I ask you this? Is has she has she responded by saying I will come forward? Because that's something I've been waiting for all day. Well, I'm just reading what just broke um, Peter Baker from the New York Times. Uh, just broke an article just now. Woman who's accused President Trump's Supreme Court nominee of sexual assault threw in doubt, into doubt plans for an extraordinary Senate hearing to air her accusations, charging on Tuesday that some senators have already made up their mind, true, and ins- insisting that the FBI investigate first, which a lot of expert legal experts said y- you don't arrest somebody and have the cops drive them to a courthouse and put them on the stand and start a trial. Yeah. You have an investigation so you could present evidence to a jury. Mm-hmm. The thing- and there's 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 no evidence to present here. There's a he said she said and they're setting this up that way. Well yeah, yeah that's exactly that that is a problem. And, However, and the well, why set up she why should to- she put herself with through what Anita Hill put herself through without factual evidence being available to everybody on the committee, which they won't have by Monday. Because right now, as I see it, if I can answer that, mm-hmm. right now, as I see it, if she doesn't say, I will come forward and be questioned in front of the Senate committee, the Kavanaugh rehearing is not going to happen. Well, I agree. Um, we're getting close to break. Um, okay. So... Uh, but speaking of he said, she said, everyone, I do want to mention this real quick. Um, from, uh, by Ken Meyer, again, over at Media. It's like the official website <laughs> news source for me. It's just so easy to go there because they always seem to have everything that I'm looking for. Um, but yes, uh, it says Twitter revolts after Stormy Daniels compares Trump's penis. That's right. I said penis. Oh, don't say penis in this house. To mushroom character in Mario Kart. And that would be Toad. Toad the mushroom. Uh, but uh, it says from the Guardian, she d- describes Trump's uh, penis. Don't say penis in 
in this house. As smaller than than average, but not freakishly small. He knows he has an unusual penis, she says. Don't save penis in this house. It has a huge mushroom head like a toadstool. I lay there, annoyed that I was getting fucked with the guy with Yeti pubes in a dick-like-the-mushroom character in Mario Kart. It may have been the least impressive sex I ever had, but clearly he didn't share that opinion. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that, everyone. Um, but uh, but I do actually have some accompanying audio for this. Uh, Trump's uh, penis has responded. Don't save penis in this house! Uh, here you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> is that that's all the bugs on his mushroom head. That's Toad. That's that's Toad from Super Mario Kart. In case oh. anybody didn't know, uh. you know, and uh, yeah. Yahoo! So he <laughs> was so it was so happy to uh, to go to the Stormy's playground, um, a racetrack <laughs> since it's Super Mario Kart. So sorry. Yeti pubes. Oh, <laughs> oh! So I guess that does Yeti. answer the question: Do the carpet does the carpet match the drapes on Trump? Oh God! Oh! So what? I stop oh. it. Go ahead. Hold up. So, all right, this little Mario Kart guy. Mm-hmm. It was a white head. With red blotches. With green, uh, red or green blotches, yeah. So, because oh, I've also seen blue. Mm. Yeah. Either there's, way, that sounds depends like, on the infection. Yeah, it sounds like you need penicillin. <laughs> God damn it, Stormy! Why'd you let that inside you? Uh, yeah. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Um, all the facts uh, you never wanted on Trump's uh, uh, mushroom pecker. <laughs> yeah um and when uh, she talks about yeti she's talking about like the monster yeah not yeah. the cooler no she's talking about like sasquatch sasquatch oh dear sam squanch so un- ungroomed unbrushed full of knots and lice messing with bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> spiders. Uh, anyway, um, green news report coming up. We'll uh, probably re- re- revisit this, but we needed a laugh. I mean, it was getting too heavy there for a little bit, but we will um, revisit uh, Yeti pubes uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in hour three. But when we come back uh, from the deep from the dry Yeti pubes, I don't wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to try. I don't know. No. I wouldn't want to try at all. Be like zucchini spaghetti, no. right? Hello, darkness, my old friend. No, no. <laughs> all right, we got to go to the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we got the Green News Report coming up. When we come back, name calling, birthdays, let us know if you got them, anniversaries, whatever. Uh, we will gladly accommodate. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, September 18, 2018. This is a monumental 
disaster for our state. Florence continues to wreak havoc and death on the East Coast. Meteorologists in southern China warned that Typhoon Mangkut would be the king of all storms. That was an understatement. As the strongest storm of the year slams into the Philippines and Hong Kong. Plus, the CEO of Columbia Gas's parent company apologized for the event. Boston residents slowly returning after gas explosions destroy dozens of homes. All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Look at this. These rain totals are unbelievable. And the crazy thing is that this was pretty much forecasted. Huh, that is crazy. Science. It works. Go figure. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen. Yes, as science predicted, Florence has been a disaster and a deadly one at that. Yes, we are continuing to track the impacts of Hurricane Florence. Now a tropical depression, extremely slow moving. It is the rainiest hurricane on record ever to hit the East Coast. And its remnants are spawning tornadoes as it moves north. It's already killed one person in a building collapse in Virginia. As we go to air, more than 32 people are confirmed dead from the storm. And hundreds are still trapped by flooding awaiting rescue. 700 50,000 are without electricity. North and South Carolina both set all-time state rainfall records. The winds have died down, but the catastrophic flooding risk remains, according to North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper in a Monday press conference. The danger is still immediate. Flood waters are rising as rivers crest. And they will for days. Transportation officials say most major roadways in North Carolina are impassable. Many rivers and creeks have shattered their records with historic flood levels. And forecasters say many will remain above flood stage for five days or more. I know the sun is out in a lot of places, so people want to get out of the house. And uh, I would just warn, be careful, because there's still a lot of water, a lot of rain to come over the next several days from this storm. While a comprehensive damage assessment will take time, the North Carolina Pork Council on Monday announced that floodwaters have indeed inundated several hog manure lagoons in the state with at least one breach caused by heavy rainfall. At least two coal ash waste impoundments owned by Duke Energy mm. have also been inundated or breached, including one at a retired coal plant near Wilmington. It's not yet known if the toxic sludge, which contains mercury, arsenic, and other toxins entered a nearby river. According to a court settlement in the wake of a previous coal ash spill, Duke Energy has until 2029 to close hundreds of its toxic coal ash waste sites in North Carolina. Hmm. Well, why rush? They keep spilling, they keep poisoning the water, but no hurry, I guess. Access to Duke Energy's Brunswick nuclear power plant is cut off by floodwaters, but the good news is plant officials say grid power and backup generators are still working. In Japan, failures of those key components caused the Fukushima nuclear meltdown back in 2011. And the plants that we're talking about at Brunswick are the very same model as those ones that failed in Fukushima. Climate scientists say Florence's extreme rainfall was worsened by climate change. It stalled because of a high-pressure blocking pattern, which emerging research indicates is another consequence of global warming. Warming in the Arctic, in turn, appears to be altering the jet stream that pushes weather systems across the northern hemisphere. Meanwhile, in the Pacific... 
Super Typhoon Mangkut, the strongest storm to hit the planet so far this year, slammed into the Philippines, killing more than 60 people, many of them in landslides, and then it moved on to hammer Hong Kong, knocking construction cranes off of buildings and causing billions in damage. Chinese officials have ordered millions of people to evacuate in southern China as Mangkut moves north, wreaking havoc across that region. Finally, in Boston, residents are slowly being allowed to return to the homes they evacuated after multiple explosions damaged or destroyed dozens of homes in three communities, killing one person and injuring at least 20 on Thursday. In a Monday press conference, Robert Sumwalt of the National Transportation and Safety Board confirmed that overpressurization of a gas main under repair appears to have sent a surge of gas into those homes. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker excoriated the slow response of the gas utility company Columbia Energy, which owns the pipeline system. And instead, he put rival gas company Eversource Energy in charge of the disaster response and repairs. The deadly incident underscores the inherent risks of using explosive fossil fuels like natural gas and the dangers of deferred maintenance on our nation's aging infrastructure. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. More little kids swearing, everybody. I got more little kids swearing uh, for everybody tonight. Sorry, Francie isn't here to enjoy, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll soldier on. But welcome back to the uh, program. Uh, and I have a very special song sung by a little girl I'm going to play later, which is awesome. Um, I think she wrote it herself. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. Hola. Ketal. Yes. And um, uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. And uh, what kind of special treats we got coming up tonight from the Tim Coromel Show? <clears throat> tonight we have, uh, we're selling our, our newest product, uh, Bullshit Canceling Earphones. Oh, so. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. 10, 15 p.m. Eastern, uh, as we do here on uh, every Tuesday on Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans. 
Tim Carmel show, and uh, this is this was recorded in in uh, Scranton as well, correct? Uh, yes, it was. Nice. <laughs> yes. So that's a, that's a first. Is that a first, or have you guys recorded a show at your house before? Well, no. I the the uh, the sh- the bullshits uh, <laughs> canceling earphones. No, no, no. That wasn't re- that was recorded uh, Sunday. Tim was already home. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you guys yeah. uh, recorded it early. Uh, never mind. I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, uh, but anyway. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. I'm smart. <laughs> it's smart. You're smart. You know. You know. You're smart. Yeah. So, all right, Joe. Uh, you uh, 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 feeling good to read some uh, names? Do some name calling right now for us. All right. All right. I'll do that. All right. <laughs> Have to screen it with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to take your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. We're gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke the ride. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There we go, Joe. And, you know, if you want, I could just play some uh, random drops for people after you say their name tonight. Okay, because they're, they're all smart. They're smart. They're all smart. Yeah. It's a smart group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got uh, Adam Hebert. Uh, well, let me see. What can I play? Oh, here, I'll play him this one. I just, I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Like- yeah, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but that Adam oh, actually shit. recorded that with Brina Palencia at AWA last year, where he's going this weekend with Miles and Michelle. We have Grimmy Lee. Grimmy. How about this one? Aspersions on my asparagus. There we go. <laughs> we have Heather. Stormy Daniels, let's do it on Melania's birthday. So happy birthday to Melania. There you go. Oh, Jay Colley. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Okay. We have Ken Sr. We had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we have Living on Long Island. I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. No, now that man's smart. Yeah. <laughs> He's smart. Uh, we have Michelle in South Florida. Oh, I lost my lost my clip I was going to play oh. for. I, I was going to play her last year day. Um, uh, here we go. You know, excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm sure Miles is not far behind. Yeah. So, Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. There you go. We have Moon Mare. Um, let me see. Um, what a fun, sexy time for you. There you go. And we have President. That is still good meat on that fucking fish, kid. <laughs> <laughs> now he's smart. <laughs> okay. Sandy and Durwood. And that's one to grow on. We have Scooter Cans. Latte! 
have my compadre, Tim Coromal. Oh. <laughs> we'll give we'll him a, we'll a bonus one. I'm all for freedom. Congratulations. So. <laughs> and last, but certainly never least, Trojan Rabbit. Oh, man. I got to make this good if it's, oh, it's for Trojan Rabbit. Here we go. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. Well, TR, that's a great send-off, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Excellent. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, that was it, smart. It, that was very it, smart. Real smart. Uh, I haven't seen anybody mention any birthdays, uh, but if you have any, let us know, or if you just want to give us a call, 330-536-1466 is the number to call. Open phones begin now. And the first caller will get me to play this clip. Hello? Or I could I could actually upgrade to this one. Uh, Hello, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a video of a little 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 kid said, "Say hello to the camera," and he said, "Hello, motherfucker." <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, that's ballsy. Yes, ballsy. Yes, that's a and that and also another child with a conscience had something to say. That's a bad word. <laughs> That's a bad word. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Shane. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Michelle and Miles, their friend, uh, gaming friend Shane. I've uh, we've played Talisman with before. His birthday was yesterday. So um, I forget his his gamer name. He's got some really uh, like Vigo Carpathian or something something crazy. I forget what it is. But uh, yeah, Shane, happy birthday to you, buddy. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. For coming to my birthday! There we go. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't wait to play this song that the little girl sang. Maybe I should just do it now, and then maybe that'll get some some people to call in. Um, I I, I went to, a, you know, I did a Google church. Go do a Google church. You're going surfing on the internet. And I found little <laughs> little little kids swearing and and you know saying crazy things, and uh. <laughs> Rain, this this one young young lass um, was singing in her living room, and she's not a bad singer. And I think she made up the words for this song, but it's called "We're Breaking Up Now." Wait for the lyrical twist. Breaking up Yeah, come oh, close, because oh, I will, come close, because I, I will kill you. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I have I have cassette tapes from when I was about that age. Mm-hmm. 
I was busy singing about zoos. Yeah. Because my bedroom had wallpaper of like zoo, zoo wallpaper. Sure. And so I was pretending that I was a news broadcaster, being like, and oh my God, the lion broke out of the zoo. Yeah. And there's nice. the zebra. He's running around. So th- this this young lady is she she's breaking up with somebody because if she doesn't, she's gonna kill him. I'll kill you. <laughs> she's, got good, she's got a good pitch, but that's kind of dark. She's got a nice vibrato in there. Still she does. pretty good. Yeah. But you know that's, that's what happens when kids are singing in an empty bedroom. Yeah. Well, the, I think a parent the murder was... of somebody. I think a parent was filming. You know, it's funny is I used to do I used to do the same thing. Um, I used to do like fake newscasts and fake radio shows with my tape recorder when I was a kid, and we'd like do little comedy bits. Like I remember one time, uh, my sister and I. One of the few good memories I have of my asshole sister. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we were uh, we had our my tape recorder, and. Um, we were in my bedroom and we had a fan running and it probably sounded like crap because the fan was blown like right on the microphone, but we were recording our voices through the fan and we did this really funny sketch where we were pretending we were Cylons from Battlestar Galactica <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, you know, by your command, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, do I still have the silent by your... I, I still think I... In case anybody... So you guys were talking into the fan that was blowing into your mouth, right? Into the into the microphone. No, we were talking, like, uh, on the on the, the draw side of the fan in recording oh, with the... Okay. So, so, yeah, so, but yeah, we were like... By your command. You know, it didn't sound that cool. <laughs> But you know, yeah, it was. I I don't think you guys were singing about we're breaking up now and I have to kill you. No, no. It's when I dark. when I got older, we we did like I used to make up songs uh, with a friend of mine because we used to do like like weird like little audio uh, comedy adventures of different characters that we we would do, and we would use the pre-recorded Casio songs. And we just oh. hit start, and we'd sing, we'd sing over that, and make up our own goofy lyrics for it. That's pretty much. That's almost kind of how I taught myself to sing. You know, was oh, wow. was was singing along and writing, and definitely on how to write lyrics was singing along with those pre pre recorded Casio beats when I was like eleven, twelve, something like that. So, wow, I'm surprised that this actually sparked an interesting conversation. The the little girl saying, uh. Um, you know, I'll I'll kill you, you know, huh? I'll kill you. <laughs> telling you, my I, I wish I could find it, but I do have the cassette tape somewhere. It was like, oh my god, the lion wow. got out of the zoo. And I was lit I, literally I was sitting in this room that used to be my younger sister's nursery. That would be adorable to hear. It was my younger sister's nursery. So, you know, here I am, seven years old. They're like, let's put the two younger kids in the bunk bedroom. And I just made up this whole entire this whole entire scenario based on the wallpaper. Mm. Boy, that wallpaper was something. That was the 70s. You know, it's so funny you mention that because, you know, all these memories are flooding back to me because there is early media out there of me 
that I know at least one of my former friends, because we had a really bad falling out when we were teenagers. Um, it kind of was like, you know, me ending up dating his girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was treating her like garbage. Um, uh, he was a misogynist asshole. He would like demand he tied her shoes and stuff like she tied his shoes for him. What? Yeah. Okay. He'd say, tie my That's shoes, woman. Shit. Yeah. He would literally say, tie my shoes, woman. So I, I essentially kind of swooped in and became the other man. <laughs> um, I will never tie your shoes, woman. Yeah. You can tie your own so, shoes. Buy Velcro, you lazy shit. Um... <laughs> And uh, or slip-ons. I used to, I, I still wear slip-ons to this day. I love I love my loafers. Um, but uh, we used to make. Uh, his name was Tom, and his dad's name was Tom as well. And they owned this. They owned group homes for uh, uh, like um, adults with Down syndrome or other learning disabilities. Um, and there was this one home that, like, every summer. Like the there was a, a week or two where all the residents would go home, you know, and see their families. You know, um, they would take a vacation, and it was a really nice place, and it had like a swimming pool and stuff like that. So they would actually vacation at this <laughs> this home and do renovations and clean things up too, you know, if it needed to be done. And it had this really great rec room, and Tom and I and his and his little brother Mike, we used to record. With he had a VHS camera, uh, you know, early early eighties VHS camera, and we used to make all these crazy movies where you know, and it was usually he him is the director and me and Mike were the actors, and we just would do like quick costume changes and and I don't even remember what half the things were about. I remember there was like jungle expeditions because there. Uh, it's funny you mentioned like a room with wallpaper with a pattern on it. They had one that looked like, like a rainforest. It didn't have animals in it, but it like had ferns and trees and stuff like that. So we used that for a backdrop with, with the VHS and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we, we, and I think we did like parody songs and, you know, we were definitely into weird Al and shit like that. So, um, so the somewhere, Oh, God forbid I ever run for public office and, and Tom decides to release this crazy stuff. Cause I'm sure it was, Probably not the best humor. Don't worry, Kenny. You're still no. going to be okay. You'll I'm get not on worried the about Supreme it. Court. Oh, no. I'll never run for public office. I will never, uh, ever, ever run for public office. I'm just too selfish. Um, Kavanaugh didn't either, and he's going to be on the Supreme Court. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I didn't go into law either, so... But, uh, but yeah, so, well, Joe, I, I, what, what about you? Did you mess around with home videos as a kid or, or like real tapes or tape recorders or anything when you got older? Uh, let's see. When I was a kid, there was no such thing as video. We had horses. You had, and, uh, no, well, no, you had, uh, like super, <laughs> super eight and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I never had one though. I mean, let's see, the first, first video machine I had was, a portable VCR I bought in 1982 or nice. three or something like that. And, you know, we used to buy cases of videotapes that were like $190 for mm -hmm. a case or something. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, I know. Did you have a tape recorder, though? I did have a tape recorder. My, my parents had a ta nice tape recorder in the 60s, and 
I actually taped <laughs> the Ed Sullivan show the night the Beatles first appeared. Wow! He was, he was yeah. mixtapes before any of us in the 80s ever did. He was like... Yeah, well, I mean, the Beatles, uh, that, that night they were on... That, it was in February of 1964. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, that's on that Friday night, Friday... In homeroom, all we talked about yeah. was the Beatles were going to be on Ed Sullivan. Holy shit! It was the yeah. big thing, and uh, you know, so I got my my parents' uh, tape recorder and got it cranking, and I put that mic right up to the TV yes. and taped told the whole everybody thing. to shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You know, I used to I used to do that too. I would take uh, I would tape from television. Um, just different TV shows that I liked. I think I did it with you know, reruns of Star Trek and stuff like that. Um, well, I did that with with uh, theme songs. Oh, I did that I too. Did, You're right. Yeah, theme songs like the Wild Wild West. I used mm-hmm. to love that theme song, and uh, you know Star Trek and um, uh, Lost in Space. Nice. nice. I used to tape them and make a mixtape of of all the the TV theme songs. That I nice. Liked. Yeah, yeah, I uh, oh, I used to Secret Agent Paul Man. Harvey. Secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man. Agent Man. Love that. Yes. Is it wrong that I used to tape Paul Harvey? No. <laughs> oh. I'm I... Paul Harvey. <laughs> I'll tell you what I taped. I taped that moment in the 1976 presidential debates <gasps> when Harold Ford said there is no Soviet domination in Eastern Europe. Oh, and I have I had it on tape. I taped that you old. Know, I, okay, I got it. Since we're doing confessionals, mm-hmm. I forgot that I had this. But since we just moved, I went through it. I still have the tape with um. Oh goodness, Bush's Bush's vice president. Quail. Oh, quail. Quail. Quail and Dan. and uh, Perot, Perot's vice presidential nominee. Oh, the general, yeah. The general. The, what am Who I am doing? I? What am I doing? Why am I what here? I have that on. I have that on VHS. I t- I still have that on nice. tape. Nice. Like, I think oh the oldest the oldest stuff I still have on VHS from going way back is probably taping the Rowan Atkinson series Black Adder from PBS from my parents' house. Oh wow! And they're all varying quality because we had an antenna, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so I I still have those tapes, and they're they're meticulously labeled with like because I I religiously every like Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was would uh, would record it. Uh, Heather's calling in. Let's get Heather on for a couple couple minutes here. Uh, what's up, Heather? Thanks for calling. Hi. Hang on. Let me turn the radio down. Turn off your. Turn down. Turn off your radio. Turn on. You know. <laughs> Do you want the little kid swearing saying hello? Yes. Hello, motherfucker. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Heather. Hi. Um. I. It's not really that old, but I used to tape. Um. General Hospital. Oh. I cannot believe. I mean, you know, it's 
it was way, way back, but I used to tape that, and then I had, I think it was a movie, I think it was, believe it or not, Gone with the Wind, I actually watched it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too bad, but, you know. Yeah, you know, I used to tape, I used to tape One Life to Live. I used to tape Days of Our Lives. See? I had one tape a week. (laughs) One Life to Live. Yeah. An hour each day. Because mm-hmm. it was a five-hour tape, and I worked. God, I miss one life to live. I I, uh, I swear to God, I got my friends hooked on Days of Our Lives in the early 90s. Uh, because I watched it. Ro- Romanoff? Uh, uh, Romanoff. No, it was Stefano DeMira was the bad guy. That's and it what had, I'm thinking were of. You're, oh, you're thinking of Roman, Roman Brady. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. You yeah, know better Ro- than me. Roman Brady and, and John Black. John Black, played by Drake, Drake Hogeston, who always raises his eyebrow. <laughs> and, al- and always talks like this. But you know, One Life to Live is gone. I know. Well, Susan and, and I... Our lives are gone, and General Hospital is still standing. Susan and I were just obsessing about watching old soap opera intros, and she used to be a Guiding Light girl when she was a kid. Her oh. and her mom used to watch that. Mm. And, yeah. you know, they had the lighthouse for their intro and mm-hmm. everything, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... Well, but, yeah. yeah. I used to like Dark Shadows. That was my... That's that's what all the cool yeah. kids like, and it was all before I was like, you know, it was off TV before I was born. I think. Same or, here. My mom loved Dark Shadows yeah. too. Uh, that was cool, I, and I think it used to come on after school. If that I was, recall, it used to be on like three thirty, four o'clock, so late in the afternoon. It, you know, and Heather, my mom told me about Dark Shadows when I was a, a, a young kid. She's like, you know, there used to be a, a, a soap opera on called Dark Shadows, and there was a vampire as the the main character. And I was like, no, there wasn't. <laughs> Get, that's too cool for soap operas. What are you talking about? She's like, no, it there really cool. was. And I was like, prove it. And she couldn't because it was in the days before any of that stuff being released anywhere, and they didn't even play reruns of it. So, <laughs> Come to find out when... I guess this has been quite a few years ago, but I did hear about it. Um, there is a man who is on General Hospital, who, back when I was watching it, um, mm-hmm. he does have a mental illness, and it's bipolar disorder. Okay. And I guess one year, um, they for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they actually had an actress... Um, had cancer. Okay. I don't know if she had cancer, but her, how should I say this, her character had it, and it just, I, you know, at that time, I never, I never really thought that I would actually think about stuff like that mm-hmm. being on the air yeah. back then, but now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, I hope it did help some people so yeah you know but that's beside the point well days of our lives oh as you can say days of days of our lives had early bad cgi demon possession (laughs) (laughs) go go ahead i I was just gonna join in um probably it was in the early 90s when i was really into one life to live like i was so into it 
I created a web page, like a fan site for it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a little obsessed. But. but and that's Wondergrown. <laughs> but. All right, we we got to get going to break, but but go finish finish your thought. Um, uh, this is really quick. Going back to what Heather said, it does make a difference because back in the 90s, um, on One Life to Live, they brought back a character who had. You know, everybody gets killed off and comes back, right? Sure, always. It's like it comic books. a character that they brought back, who he came back with um, ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, and yeah. they brought him back on the show with Lou Gehrig's disease. And it ended up bringing a lot of attention to it. One of my favorite guitarists is, is, is survived beyond anybody's expectations his name's jason becker uh he got he used to play for david lee roth back in the late 80s uh and got als and he is still alive to this day he's just about the same age as me and he's survived with the disease being completely immobilized except for his eyes for at least the last decade maybe 15 years so yeah so i guess my my point is is that even though they're the shows the shows used to do a lot of good Especially for women who, 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 not just women, but I guess generally women who are home and watch mm-hmm. them. Well, you know, I'm really and, glad you brought that. Up. Yeah, that that is that is, and you know what? And I think I, I honestly think because I, I just kind of said it in jest that you know when characters come back from the dead, just you know they do it in comic books all the time. It's almost like comic books and soap operas have kind of evolved the same way. You know, yeah. So I hear Anderson Cooper in the background. So. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that was me. Ooh. What's he but talking about? I hate Kavanaugh. I hate. I hate autoplay. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> it's all right, but well, Heather. Yeah, good stuff. Good point. Let's let's continue this conversation another time. But we 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 gotta uh, get going to the break. We're like five minutes over already. So. Uh, but thank you for being our caller tonight, and uh, we bye, love Heather. you. We love you, and we'll talk bye. to you soon. Bye bye. All right. See you guys soon. Bye bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, I love Heather. I do too. I do. Uh, so, all right. Break time. We'll be right back, uh, and we'll hear from uh, um, uh, Fungi Pecker um, when we come back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking street thug. KennyPick.com. Light out. Everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's 
that's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. All right, welcome back to hour three. A uh, little, uh, we're we're a little over here, but welcome back to hour three of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans. And I got to clear my throat. Hang on. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sorry. And uh, now I'm super loud. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I want to read Tim's uh, comment in the chat. He said, when we were at the cabin we rented last week, we had antenna TV. And it was either local CBS or, N- M- or NBC affiliate uh, played the 700 Club at noon. We quickly <laughs> turned the channel. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like gibberish to me. Uh, yeah, I would change the channel too, Tim. Although, another funny story from when I was a kid and watched Antenna TV is um, I called the 700 Club one time, and they were like, if you call now, you get a free 700 Club pin. And I got a 700 Club pin, and they are like, now send us money. And I was like, no, I'm not going to send you money. I just wanted the little golden pin. I wonder if that still that still might exist at at my dad's house. That would be hysterical wow. if I could find that. So um, probably not. It probably got pitched, but um, it was a little little crappy seven hundred club cloys and a pin. Um, but of course, welcome back. Aren't you impressed, Rain, that I know what a cloys and a pin is? Um, I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. I have small breaking news. Oh, tiny, tiny breaking news? Tiny. It's really tiny. tiny. Evidently, um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, and Mark Warner um, are telling intel agencies to ignore the presidential order on declassification regarding, you know, this is regarding something that broke yesterday that Trump wants a whole bunch of Russian, Trump Russia stuff declassified. Um, to ignore presidential order on declassification until consulting with Congress. Mm. And to me, that's kind of a big deal because that's two senators and two House members. Well, wouldn't it be dangerous to declassify that stuff because it would be putting uh, lives in jeopardy, uh, potentially? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Sources, but, and, th- sources and methods being exposed. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no... Um, I, that's why I think this is breaking is because they're telling the intelligence agencies, ignore the president, come to us in Congress. Oh, and I let's see. Let's talk about this behind. Uh, to me, that's a big deal because yeah, yeah. What what that what that mofo with that orange shit gibbon? Yeti that pubes. Marshmallow. Mushroom. Mushroom. Mushroom penis. Laden penis. Don't say penis in this house. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. But uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he doesn't declassify that stuff. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, the House and Senate can uh, take over with the Congress. Uh, and Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program, sir. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Back for the attack. Hi, Joe. I'm back. Okay. Well, I was... Um, I was uh, I was taken out of my box after the move. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Now you're creeping me out. 
Trace the call. That's coming from inside the house. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> See, Rain, I like the new digs because I have a whole garage to myself now. Holy Look at that. Well, okay, Look at that. you know what? Then you're in the garage and you're locked in there, mister. Okay. The call That's is cool. coming from inside the garage. And there's an Ikea right right near here, so I could furnish this garage with good stuff. Oh, wow. Look at you. I'll be putting, that I'll be putting together for the next three years. For the record, all right, all three right. Three years. <laughs> Let's get to well, uh, stuff. I never read directions, you know. Let's uh, let's. You don't uh, read directions, and how do you know that you're at my house? And how do you know that I'm near IKEA? No, I don't. I don't trust you. Told everybody. You told everybody <laughs> you're near IKEA. Uh, yes. Real, real quick. Everybody. Real quick, everybody in the chat. I'm looking for nouns. Looking for nouns. Uh, only got one so far. If, if you want to hear Mad Libs, I need nouns, um, and I'm gonna need adjectives at some point. But for the time being, nouns. Let's listen to Yeti Pubes uh, real quick because he was asked a question uh, by John Decker from Fox News Radio today. Well, he was who? What? What president was he with? Um, was he with the Polish president or something today? Poland. Poland. Okay. See, I'm right. My memory is not complete shit. Uh, but yeah, so here's. Um, Here's John Decker asking Trump uh, a question about Kavanaugh and his uh, uh, the accusations being made by Christine Blasey Ford, Dr. Dr. Ford. On Judge Kavanaugh yesterday, you said we want to go through a full process. You said we want to make sure everything is perfect. Everything is just right. To that end, what would be the problem with the FBI reopening their background investigation into Judge Kavanaugh? Would you support such a thing? It wouldn't bother me other than the FBI, John, said that they really don't do that. That's not what they do. And now they have done supposedly six background checks over the years as Judge Kavanaugh has gone beautifully up a ladder. He's an incredible individual, great intellect, great judge impeccable history i'm gonna pause it right there because when he said he's gone up a ladder yes he has gone up a ladder and uh, that ladder was built expressly for him and other people who have uh, benefited from white straight white male privilege in this country he didn't really work for it he was born into that so a ladder i mean if he if, if he had to climb a wall if he had to scale a wall that's a that would be an analogy I could respect, but climb a ladder? Pfft. I can climb a ladder all day long. I know that we're short on time, but I really want to... i got to say this. I've said it before on this show. Every time he got to another level of his judicial status, mm-hmm. the FBI went out and interviewed people who might be of interest. And, and all of those people who the FBI interviewed, because I've done this, I've said this before on the show, I've had the FBI come to my door and say, we, you know, this person tells us that you know him and they've recommended you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about this person, you know? I'm pretty sure that Brett Kavanaugh never mentioned Dr. Ford as somebody to talk about. Oh, no, of course not. 
it's most likely so. it's most likely his eternal shame and he's going to do everything he can to bury it of course so yeah when he talks about this ladder oh he climbed this ladder fuck that shit he took an escalator yeah but, yeah trump never even climbed a ladder he took an escalator down mm, yeah and so did the country yes born yes. at third base thought he hit a triple yeah <laughs> i love that analogy that's a sports analogy i can respect there you go there's one to grow on yeah uh oh wait one to grow on i have a i think i have a drop for that third time tonight okay. and that's one to grow on there we go all right, shall we get back to uh, Yeti pubes talking about this? Go ahead. Let's get back to Yeti pubes. In every way. They're rough and abrasive. I feel so badly for him that he's going through this, Aww. to be honest with you. I feel so badly for him. This is not a man that deserves this. When have you ever heard him say he feels bad for uh, a woman who's gone through anything? Never. Um, never. Never. He felt really bad for the people in... Um, Carolina, because both sides. Mm. Anyway, just continuing. This should there have been brought to both sides. the fore. Yeah. It should have been brought up long ago. And that's what you have hearings for. You don't wait till the hearing is over and then all of a sudden bring it up. When Senator Feinstein sat Stein. with Judge Kavanaugh for a long period of time, a long, long meeting. She had this letter. Why didn't she bring it up? Why didn't she bring it up then? Why didn't the Democrats bring it up then? Because they obstruct and because they resist. That's the name of their campaign against me. Fuck off. They just resist and they just obstruct. And frankly, I think they're lousy on policy. And in many ways, they're lousy politicians. But they're very good on obstruction. And it's a shame because this is a great gentleman. With all of that, he's very sniffly. I feel that the <laughs> Republicans, and I can speak for myself, we should go through a process because there shouldn't even be a little doubt. There shouldn't be a doubt. No, there shouldn't Again, be. Again, they knew what they were doing. They should have done this a long time ago, three months ago, not now. But they did it now. So no. I don't want to play into their hands. Hopefully, the woman will come forward, state her case. The woman. He will state his case. She has a name. Before representatives of the United States Senate. And then they will vote. They will look at his career. They will look at what she had to say from 36 years ago. And oh. we will see what oh, happens. Oh, 36 but, years ago. Uh, yeah. I just think uh, he is at a level that we rarely see not only in government anywhere in life and honestly i feel terribly for him for his wife who is an incredible lovely woman i feel bad for and his, for wife his too. beautiful young daughters i feel terribly for them uh, you know why 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 is he just reducing his daughters to being beautiful young daughters because that's all they could be is beautiful young daughters because they're they're girls. Yeah. And they'll grow up to be women. Uh, that he could perhaps go. date. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, let me play uh real quick and, and I'll I'll let name. you 
Yeah, let me That's let what, me play the the clip from Brooke Baldwin because it ties directly mm-hmm. into this. So it's just 16 right. seconds. Here's my two cents. Mr. President, refer to her by her name. She was anonymous. She no longer is, uh, whether you believe her story or not, the woman, uh, as you just referred to her. She's no longer the accuser. She is Christine Blasey Ford. Yeah. There, and o- amen. Yeah. Amen, amen. to... Uh, amen! Brooke Baldwin for that. I mean, that's something else I have to say. She is, she's got a doctorate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to suggest that any woman who comes forward with an accusation is any lesser than her. But she is, she has a PhD. Mm-hmm. And in this patriarchal society that we live in, you got to listen to women with PhDs. And the other thing that really irritates me is the fact that Trump and a whole bunch of people on the right are like, well, the Democrats... You know, the Democrats should have come forward sooner. This woman, Dr. Blasey, asked that she, she asked for anonymity. She sent the letter to, to a Republican congresswoman. That congresswoman sent it to, to Senator Feinstein, but she asked for anonymity. She asked that you just take a look at this. Feinstein she honored that until the intercept said Diane Feinstein has a letter. The yeah. intercept. Glenn Greenwald. Oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that was published and then it just went all around the publishing world to the point where if you go back to the Washington Post article from Sunday, mm-hmm. the woman, the doctor, said at this point, I can't. I can't be anonymous. And you know, of I course, Glenn Glenn Green Glenn Greenwald, known Democratic operative. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I said it earlier in the chat, and I'll say it again. Known Russian reality asset. winner is in jail because of how he mishandled her as a whistleblower. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to blame the Dems for this. I'm oh, not going to no. blame. Senator Feinstein for this. No, she not did at the all. right thing. She she sent it up to the FBI when it became clear that this woman was going to be outed by the media. She and was trying to respect her privacy. There was a reason she sent it to the FBI because they are the proper instrument to investigate this. Thank you. Which Phil. it should yes. be. And she's right tonight in saying, Why should I do uh why, why should why should she do uh, uh, Anita Hill 2.0? Yes. What's the point? You heard every f- free fucking Republican senator on that committee today already prejudge her. They did it already. Okay, what is the point? If the FBI isn't going to interview all the people involved, interview her, interview the, the judge, interview the judge's judge friend, interview classmates go knock on doors at in maryland where those or wherever those people are now nobody knows where that house is well it doesn't matter where the house is talk to the people who are who are in that class in her class talk to the people who are in his class they should the fbi should be re-interviewing everybody you know the biggest problem and you 
I don't know if you listened to MSNBC this afternoon, Joe. One of the biggest problems with this is that Trump actually said the FBI doesn't want to do it because that's not what they do. He actually really? said well, that. He, who, who did the original background check? The FBI. Oh, I mean, well, I thought follow they did, me here. But follow me here. The, the problem is, is that Trump has the ability, and it seems like he's the only one who seems to have the ability to say, open up this investigation. And what Trump is saying is that the FBI told me they don't want to do this. That's not what they do. And so, when I, I, I'm, I'm really upset. I'm really upset about hearing, I understand what doctor, you know, the doctor's lawyer is saying, we want an FBI investigation, but it seems to me the only person who can reopen this investigation is Trump. Hmm. Well, I don't think so. I think the Justice Department, if they wanted to, can instruct the FBI to re-interview certain people for background. I don't think I don't think it's totally up to Trump. I don't think it's up to Trump at all. I hope uh, you're right. I hope you're right. I, I that's don't think not what but, I heard from a bunch of people. Like but in I any said, event, I don't I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, the the, the Republicans are going to jump on this and say, "Ah, see, she doesn't want to come forward. We were right about her all along. It's a lie." This and they just—they already determined it's a lie. They already determined this. Well, I'll tell she's you what. She's going to get Anita Hill without even being Anita Hill. Let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. This is such a huge story right now. The GOP leading into the midterms with what's going on with Kavanaugh right now, They need to act like they're walking on glass coated in acid, salt, Mm -hmm. and fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. This is this is a hellstorm. This is a hellscape for them to try and do the right thing in this. Because it's like, what do we do? Do we push push through this long term win and throw away all of our short term wins? That's I think that's what they're doing. I think they're like, fuck it. Game over, man, game over. We're just gonna get our next guy in the Supreme Court and fuck it. If we lose the midterms, we'll try and make up for it in two years. Trump's a lost cause. Everybody hates him. You know. I mean, I, I think Here's, that's that's all it is right now. And then they can go back right. and tell their base down the road, look, we got two conservative appointees on there. We're that much, we're that much closer to stopping killing babies. You know? Yay, but we're that much closer to saying rape is okay. Oh, I'm yeah, absolutely. I'm really absolutely. upset about this. Yes, I, but... No, we're not. No, as a society, we are not ready to say rape is okay. It, you may have eleven conservatives, white, are. white, white, white old men on a committee that's ready to say it's okay, and that it's not only okay; it's to be rewarded so that you get the, one of the, the the top jobs in the country. Yeah. What are we going to do after they're dead and he's still on the Supreme Court? Well, you know, I, there's a lot of scenarios, and life has many twists and turns, and we don't we don't know. You know, they say, "Well, it's going to change the court for a generation." Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, okay. Scenario: We take over the Senate next year, 
or this year, and then, so next year we, we we have the Senate, and not a single judge ever gets confirmed until we get a republic uh, democratic president yeah and then we retain the senate in 2020 or maybe increase our majority and we have a democratic president and clarence tabas's heart explodes and we get a liberal judge and now it's five to four liberals see that's how that could happen i'm not saying it's going to happen that way i'm just saying that this idea that that everything that happens today is forever is just bullshit you know what, I'm you, still, Joe? I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt b- b- real quick, Joe. The P in, in my inner P.S. Mueller just came out, and mm-hmm. uh, you know what? You know what's going to happen to um, Clarence Thomas if his heart explodes, right? <laughs> what? Ginny's uh, going to pickle him. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, didn't I just channel P.S. Mueller there for everybody? That's <laughs> good. I feel like I did. So, Jenny, I'm tired. Jenny's gonna oh, no. pickle him. I'm just, I'm at a point, and this happens to me every now and then. I'm at a point where I'm tired of saying, "All right, this could happen now, but the future is going to be better." I really, I wrote a blog about this on Monday. This is a line in the sand for me. This really is. Mm-hmm. I was ready to, and we've talked about this on the show before. I, I was re- I was ready to be like, you know what? You got you got Trump in there. You got a conservative Congress and Senate. He's going to get pushed through. And I was I was literally like at the point where it's okay. Well, Roberts is going to be our swing vote. Well, let's put it this way. But he Rain. is a guy who tried to rape a woman. I understand. I understand. I understand. And your I, your I, anger I, is. I was I was somebody who a guy tried to rape. This is bad. But let's go back to what Kenny was saying, though, Rain. And 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 I know it doesn't mitigate it for you, but let's go back to what Kenny was saying about Clarence Thomas being loose- pickled. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I love to see that. Yeah, I like to see eight judges hearing a case in a pickle jar. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this is a lose-lose for Republicans. The scenario where if if they pull his nomination, they don't have time before the midterms to, to get a new person. They know this. If they don't pull his nomination and they vote him in and they go 51-49, okay, you can, you can gar- I could guarantee you that there is not going to be a blue wave in November. There's going to be And oh. it's going to cause the Senate to swing. How many? More and I'm going to tell you right now that as a political, as a political calculation, it's probably better if he goes on the Supreme Court. Not no. better for the country, not better for justice. But, but if you're, but I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're but a Republican, gonna, you're thinking, you're, huh? Go ahead. If he gets there, he's still going to be there because the odds of him being impeached are taking off the court. I'm not saying that. I'm just no, saying that, that we're looking that to the I'm, road. We're looking to the road to 2020, not impeachment. Right. I, I here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm looking at. We have to start playing the long game the way Republicans have been playing this long game. They didn't develop a a a a, a chain of conservative judges last night. Or last year, yeah. they had these people in the in the pipeline forever. 
Yeah, and they've been they've been angling, taking over state legislators, legislatures, and 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 redistricting things so that, so that that you know the vote doesn't count. It just matters where your district is. They've been doing this for a long, long time, and we've been thinking president, president, president. We have to start thinking too. So this guy gets on the court. That doesn't make the the five four majority permanent. Anything could happen to a conservative judge. They're old too, and they yeah, could well, die too. Well, yeah, we were Not shocked really. as shit. We were shocked as shit about Scalia. We didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, but Roberts, Alito, Thomas, I don't know how old Thomas is, but Thomas is Kavanaugh is really young. Thomas is 70 years old, okay? And, uh, you know. Well, Kennedy's old, too. Ken- well, Kennedy's gone. I mean, that's where we're. Oh, doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Kennedy, but um, uh, Alito, right? Alito. No, Alito's not that old. I think he's in his sixties. Yeah, that's late sixties. Sorry, guys, he's the, not the that point, old. But but for a, this is a lose lose for Republicans right now. This guy gets confirmed. It's going to further aggravate the the left. Further inspire us to go to vote. Further inspire us to wipe these people out of Congress, and to wipe that man out of the White House in two years. I I agree with you, Joe, but I also feel like we should be inspired already. I think this is going to make, again, a blue wave into a blue tsunami. I think you have a bunch of toss-up states where senators like Heitkamp and Donnelly and, and Manchin... Well, Manchin's in pretty good shape, but but Donnelly and Heitkamp mm. and, and uh, you know down in Florida, where if and, and Cook said this, if if there's a big enough wave, if it's big enough, statistics show that in big waves, toss-ups tip to the wave party. If we were to take the Senate, at the very least, we could stop these judges from being appointed permanently. So hopefully we can um, delay the nomination until after the election. I well, don't want him on there. I This is my really serious I personal I, feeling. I, I don't He's either. He's a guy who tried to rape a woman. I understand. All right, all right. We're way, way over the line for, oh. for break here. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I really think, it, and you know, Sotomayor and uh, Kagan are two of the, the youngest members of the Supreme Court right now. Breyer, Alito... Thomas, they're all up there. Yeah, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's not going anywhere, but she's she's the oldest. Um, and yeah, Gorsuch is the baby right now, but still, you know, things could go any which way. I mean, when people are in I their could, late sixties and seventies, a simple conservative. You never know. I can't handle him. Being I know. I totally. Rapist. I totally understand that. I don't want him in there at all. But what me and Joe are saying is if conservatives take that that risk, and right now women are, are fleeing Trump in mm-hmm. droves, right. and right. the GOP in general, like Joe said, could be a blue tsunami. I'm not saying it's good for anybody except that. It, it, you no. know, it, it, except for... Yeah, I understand. You know, I just... but, but yeah... Yeah, but it's I, my fear. I, I I understand. I understand. But you know what? You know what could also happen is maybe 
Dems could work really hard to try and push out this confirmation until after the election. And maybe it won't happen. Maybe it won't happen because the GOP will see their losses and they'll be like, shit, we, we gotta, we gotta, you know, get rid of this guy and try and get somebody more moderate in there. Who knows? Who knows? So, but, um, anyway, just think of the ads in Maine. If, if, if Collins votes for this guy in 2020, she's up in 2020. True. Think of the ads they're going to run in Maine. Well, I'll tell you what. I love you, Joe. I love you, Ken. Well, and we'll it's see. Break time. Yeah, it is, is definitely break time. So um, I think we need to play that song from Macaroni. <laughs> For dedicated to um, uh, Kavanaugh, not fuck you, but fuck you. Yeah, so uh, here we go. We're going to go to the break. We'll be right back, and we'll fill out our Mad Libs, and uh, we'll wrap up the program. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Well, not too much more, but you know. You know what I'm talking about. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. It is a metric, scientific, mathematical algorithm of tyranny. No shit. Every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern at IndieMediaWeekly.com. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck this is something real 
real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. 
Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thanks to all the little people. I'm sure that was said at the Emmys. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. Emmys, people aren't watching the Emmys anymore, apparently. I know I'm not. <laughs> so I don't watch any award shows. I loved it because, like, a few years ago, we had this friend. Um, she's like, oh, we're going to. A few years ago, probably like 10 years ago. Oh, we're going to have an Oscar party. Do people still do oh. that? <laughs> yeah, they do actually. Yeah, Maybe I've never had an small movie theater. They actually actually have red carpet parties. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've had a Super Friends drinking game party one time. That was fun. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, this has been an interesting. I actually watch them. I do. I like yeah. to watch them. Last night I did. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mind, but it's like, I'm indifferent, you know, it's like, I know they do it. Sometimes it kind of gets on my nerves because it's like, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of obscure films and indie films. And when I know a really great movie came out and you know it i will say in recent years though i've really have like glommed onto the marvel movies you know i love those those are those are movies i'll go see in the theater any day um and by the way if anybody hasn't seen the captain marvel trailer that came out today oh my god it looks so good it I'm looks like go see that movie marvel is finally finally having a female fronted uh uh superhero film i think they were like you know they've been talking about captain marvel for a while for a long for years and then i think when when wonder woman came out they're like okay looks like ladies can be in movies <laughs> you know <laughs> so and, i mean there's yeah, some massage the trailer when you showed me the trailer it wasn't just ladies i was like look at all the people of color yeah, yeah, that too, you know, uh, but, you know, this uh, this is the first Marvel movie with a female lead, you know, um, you know, with the exception of Scarlett Johansson being an ensemble player in the Avengers movies or Iron Man, but no, it looks good. Joe, did you see the Captain Marvel trailer? Where's Joe? Did he get eaten by the dogs? The dogs ate him. Oh. Because he's not in my house. No, oh. no, no. My my mute button. I sat on it. Oh. He sat on his mute button and he had to dig I it out. I sat on my, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I sat on my Yeti. <laughs> your you Yeti pubes? you your Yeti? Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. I have. Wait. Wait. I have a Yeti. I'll post. Let's see. Wait. There is a Yeti here. Oh, look at this. Yeti pubes? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Fresh. Oh. From CNN. <laughs> That's funny, funny, funny. Wow. Can I use that for the show art tonight? Oh, you go right ahead. <laughs> All right. So, there we go. I'm I'm saving it right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll just call it Yeti. 
Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, you notice he's holding his. Uh, yeah, he, his mushroom. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I should have put a mushroom in his hand. Oh wow! Well, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be uploading the podcast for a little bit yet, so you can always oh, revise it. You know what, I, Joe? I, I love you, but uh-huh. let's be realistic. He what? does not have that much hair anywhere on his body. Well, he's just anywhere. wearing a suit. Where he's a yellow-tapped Canadian Bigfoot. Oh, you know what, Rain? I bet you anything that fucker has fur all down his back, and that's it. Probably his ass, <laughs> too. Okay, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that, because I'm telling you, where his mushrooms are uh-huh. fungi-ing, uh-huh. there's no hair. No. Where the, where the no spore hair. landed? He's where old. The sp- where the spore landed? Yeah, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like... It's maybe it's yeti. maybe it's like a puffball. It dries out and then it pops and spreads its spores. Oh! <laughs> Why did Stormy do that to God, us? Why? Oh! Yeah. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> so I wonder if I actually have any drops involving mushrooms. No, I don't. I don't. It's it's time. It's time, folks. So. Did everybody love how Nintendo was trolling? Yeah, they were like, oh, that was hilarious, because they are like, yay, the uh, uh, Toad and Mario Kart are trending. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of mushrooms that I'm looking at here that look like penises. I'm going to go on record saying I've never seen a penis that looked like Well, apparently, Stormy Daniels did. Well, she lived to tell the tale. Uh, so to speak, she lived to tell the shroom. So, oh, look at this orange mushrooms. Oh, there you go. Joe, walk away from the Google search. No, no, no. I'm putting. I He's gonna that. give us a revise. Uh, send that on Facebook. <laughs> send that to me on Facebook if you revise the image. Uh, but we gotta get the we gotta get the Mad Libs. Holy shit, we only have Mad nine lips. minutes left. We got nine minutes left. So, um. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, everybody everybody loves this segment on the program. It's Mad Lou. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs. Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right, well, um, we're starting another fresh, brand spanking new Mad Libs book tonight, everybody. Like a brand new I ch- book? I chose hey. this one. Yeah, brand new, brand new book. I got it from Half Price Books the other day. Uh, although, yeah, it was half price. It's a buck ninety nine. Um, but yeah, I got I got this, um, and I chose this one because it was inspired by Stormy Daniels. Um, so here we go. I need Joe. I need an adverb, please. Uh. Stealthy. Stealthily. Stealthily, yes. There we go. Alright. Um Rain, I need an adjective. Describing a noun. Did you sit on your mute button, Rain, like Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Did he come out of the garage and sit on it for you? Sit on my mute button. My Yeti hair. Your Yeti pubes malfunctioned? 
Okay. Um. Adjective. I hate adjectives. I hate them. I know you do, but I was. Uh, it's either that or an adverb. Do you have an adverb or an adjective? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm, okay, I got one. Um. I can't read this. Christ. Is Jesus Christ an ad? No. Uh, Christy or Jesusy could be. Okay, <laughs> Jesus, Jesusy could be. Let's go with that. You want Jesusy? Jesusy. I like Christy. I like Christy. Christy. Okay. So, or or it could be Christ-like, or do you want Christ Christ E? No, let's go with Christ-like. Okay. That that counts. Yep. Christ-like is definitely an adjective. All right, Joe, another adverb, please, sir. Slink, slinkily. Slinkily. All Slink, right. Slinkily. You got it. Um, <clears throat> rain, uh, part of the body. Oh, jeez. Clitoris. Clitoris. Where is the clitoris? No, I'm kidding. That's from the office. <laughs> uh, Dwight, uh, it, there was an episode where Dwight asked uh, the HR guy, Toby, what is the clitoris? Uh, <laughs> all right, Joe, I need a Spanish word, my friend. A Spanish word. Sure. Oh, uh, you can go with a food item if that makes it easy. <laughs> I was going to say Dorito. <laughs> um, Raphael. How's that? Yes. Raphael works. Uh, Rain, I need uh, the name of a conservative. Oh, um. Oh, goodness. What's his name that did the. Um thing with shit. He went he went in and got what's his name safe. He's got a Spanish mustache. Oh, Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. Oh, okay. That's what I'm All right. Up. So, uh that goes with Rafael, doesn't it? Yes, it could. On a, cracker, on a cracker, it would be terrible together. So, yeah. It would be. Jerry Rivers. Jerry Rivers. Uh, <laughs> conservatives always call Geraldo Jerry Rivers because they hate him. Uh, all right. So, uh, here we go. One more eat for each of you. Um, both of you. Plural noun. Joe, I need a plural noun. Mushrooms. I think that one had, was probably the first word on this. Yes, it was. So. Are you kidding? No, I told, I, I solicited in the chat room. Everybody wanted. Oh, surprised, Joe. I, that, what's another name for? What's a plural word for a mushroom? What family do they belong to? Got it. I Joe. Fungi. There you <laughs> go. Fungi. All right, so you see, and Rain, you got the the same thing—a plural noun. Mario Karts. It's been used. God damn it! <laughs> Are you kidding? No, our our chat room is just that on topic. 
No, they wow. are. Wow. So another noun. Any noun. Plural noun. noun Plural noun. Noun. Yeah. Um, Person, place, thing. Make it dirty. I don't care. Make it filthy. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Make it dirty. That's not too much pressure. No. Not at all. All right. I, hold on. I got. I got an idea. Okay, you're gonna search up. Uh, I'm searching. Dirty nouns. I got nothing. A dirty mushroom? Can we just? Oh wait, wait. A noun. Mushrooms grow in in. What? Compost. What? Okay, here, here you. Oh, no comp. What? You know compost. what? Yeah, composts. There we go. Because we needed plural. So there you go. Compost. Here we go, everybody. Inspired by the love that Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump made together. This is Mad Libs in Love. Mad Libs in Love, everybody. So, the first one is how to write a love letter. If you want to send an easy-to-read letter, fax, or e-mushroom to a loved Yeti pube, a deer, a deer tofu, or even a business gavel, you must know how to punctuate it stealthily. Yeah, you gotta be careful how you punctuate things. Follow yeah, these, be- follow these easily understood Yeti pubes. Oh shit, I put Yeti pubes twice. My apologies. Uh, follow, follow these easily, easy, easily understood Yeti pubes uh, for the proper placement of a period. A comma, a question toadstool, or an exclamation bearded dragon, and you'll have it made. All right, step one. A period. Wait, do we need Sean Spicer in here for this one? Last day. Period. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, where, where is it? Here it is. There it is. The, no, no, no. Wait, don't do that. Uh, this one. No. Period. Yes. A period only comes at the end of a shit pile. Okay. Very good. Two, a comma is a stormy pause in a sentence. It separates words that would that would be confused if they investigate together. Oh, I see. Makes sense. 3. The question mark is uh slinkily used after a privilege is asked. <laughs> uh number 4, an exclamation mark tells the reader that what has just been written is urgent, significant, and Christ-like. It only comes at the end of a Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, crazy. Oh, oh, yes. Now you are shittily equipped to write an easily understood love televangelist. Oh, dear. What? Yeah. That was a love letter. How to write a love letter. Uh, okay. the most unsexy letter I've ever heard. I know it really, it really. Sorry, was. chat room. I love everybody, but that was not sexy. Wow. Not oh, what a non-sexy. Uh, 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 so yeah. What a fun, sexy time for you. Not. Um, we need all right. To come together better, loving the sexiness. Here's the next one. It should all be cleared up in this one. This is called Cupid Chat Room. Cupid oh. Chat Room. 
We have a chat room here right now, so there could be a love connection out there. By the way, Chuck Chuck Woolery is a right-wing asshole, by the way. Um, Cupid chat room. Of all the Greek and Roman kickers, Cupid, the god of hearing, <laughs> is certainly the best known. Almost, almost any, almost... <laughs> The God of Hearing. Cupid, the God of Hearing. God of um, yeah. Almost okay. anyone you meet from a stranger on a process to a teenager in the probing mall or even an alien from Outer Rethug knows about Cupid. From Outer mm. Rethug. <laughs> uh, Plan 9 from Outer Rethug. <laughs> They know him to be a scantily clad Mario Kart with a pair of ball bags on his back <laughs> and a bow and f- festering swamp pustule in his wanker. Okay, Cupid, <laughs> Cupid, he took a he took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, he, he took a hit on this he, program. Something, so something poor guy. We, it, mm. What do we say about internet bullying, everyone? So, uh, <laughs> all right, let's continue here. Uh, but he has a festering swamp pustule in his wanker. Uh, yeah, that they, doesn't sound very Cupid-like. No, they also know that if Cupid shoots a cavahelna into your clitoris, oh my god! Oh god, I'm so sorry. You oh. automatically lie in love with a member of the opposite Twitler. Oh dear, no! No, that's wrong. That's that's not right. No. Yeah, this is this is not no. my fault either. No. I was never at that party where I was never on this show where these mat libs were filled out. This mat libs <laughs> needs penicillin right now. Really does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even those scholars who don't think of Cupid as Numero Raphael will admit. <laughs> That he ranks up there with Zeus, god of witch hunts, Apollo, god of fungi, or and Geraldo Rivera, god of composts. <laughs> god of compost. Well, that explains why Al Capone's vault was full of shit. So. <laughs> Oh, oh my wow. I just walked... It. Thank you, guys. You gave me the best setup for that uh, that punchline there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... Uh, oh, I'm teary. I'm teary after that. <laughs> so... Oh, Yeti pubes. Let's just, read okay. the na- Let's just read the names of those gods one more time. So, uh, that was... Um, Zeus, the god of witch hunts, Apollo, the god of fungi, and Geraldo Rivera, the god of composts. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm uh, sweaty and teary behind my glasses. That was good. So, all right, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. We got the Tim Caramel Show con- coming up here in uh, less than 10 minutes. We don't want to miss that uh, because the, they got something for you to buy on the program. Isn't that right, uh, Joe Santorsa? Uh, 
Uh, we do. We do. Uh, we have <laughs> bullshit canceling earphones that you that might want to buy from the clown car shop, gift shop. Geraldo Rivera, you don't want to buy these because it's gonna it's gonna kill your no, godhood. No, no. It's gonna kill your godhood. No. So <laughs> no, no, no. By the way, I, yeah. I, I put a bouquet of yellow mushrooms in the Yeti's hands. If you look in there, God damn it! I am so glad I stopped taking a drink. God damn it! <laughs> you notice they're they're like orangey. Yeah, and they look like fungus. Oh they, dear they lord! It looks like he's, he's holding got... a whole bouquet of them. Or yeah. maybe that's the way it works. Looks like something them. was planted wow. on his penis by the god of composts. Well, thanks, lord Jerry. Only. Jerry Rivers. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Jerry Rivers is the um, is the uh, Roman pronunciation uh, or the Greek pronunciation. Uh, so anyway. Joe, uh, other than other than uh, yeah, what? Give us your full parting shot. Uh, say what you will. Do what I will. Well, uh, this was the uh, the uh, year of the woman, right? And um, I was reading an article uh, the other day of a woman named Friedi Overstegen. Have you ever heard of her? No. No. Okay, Friedi Overstegen was, uh, you know, we think of, of the, the resistance uh, of all men, right? But when she was 14, she joined the Dutch resistance during World War II, right? Oh, okay. And she used to ride bicycles down the street of Harlem in North Holland with firearms hidden in her basket. Holy shit, that's awesome. Right? Now, the Nazis rarely stopped to question her because she was 14, but she looked like she was 12. Okay. And when she walked through the woods, she served as a lookout, or she would go to bars, seductively lead SS SS targets to a secluded place in the woods and shoot them. (laughs) Oh, man. Where was she when Roy Moore was on the prowl? I don't know. <laughs> Overstegen and her sister Truce, two years her senior, were rare exceptions. Pair of teenagers who took up arms against the Nazis and the Dutch traders on the outskirts of Amsterdam with Heine Shaft, a one-time law student with fiery red hair. There's a movie about this. They sabotaged bridges and rail lines with dynamite, shot Nazis while riding their bikes, and donned disguises to smuggle Jewish children across the country. Oh, my and out God. Of I need to see this movie. I need to see this movie. Uh, you- uh, let's see. Let, let me scroll down here. The The movie was in the 80s. She's still... She just died. Let's see. Um... Let's see. I think I just saw a story about her her dying. I ain't gonna, I'll tell you what. I'm going to post the. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to the original article. I'm going to post the um, original article in the chat, and it was in the Washington Post. And uh, I, I think post. I just skimmed that article, but I didn't see all that stuff about it. Can't she- skim this. This is for like. This is talk about empowered women. Yeah. This girl and her sister 16 and 14 yes uh uh there was a it was memorialized in a no not not her story the story of that shaft girl the one that, oh, that okay. she 
okay, is is the girl with the red hair? It's a 1981 film. I'm sure you could find it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, she said, and perhaps her, her most daring act, they seduced their targets in taverns and bars, asked them if they wanted to, quote, go for a stroll in the forest, and liquidated them, <laughs> as Ms. Nice. Overstegen put it, with the pull of a trigger. Well, I'll tell we you what. Uh, yes. Um, what I, I I I saw about I think there that was like a news story the other day on Google, but I didn't actually see uh-huh. the actual Washington Post story. But I did see this, but I had no idea what all the details were. That oh, is impressive. Read the article. Oh, I yeah. am imp- and, and 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 good for and talk about. <laughs> Shooting Nazis. I thought empowerment uh, for women was just like, you know, avoiding somebody who squeezed your boobs in the workplace. No, no, this is shooting someone who squeezes your boobs in the workplace. Again, that's that's empowerment. They didn't even give them a chance. There's like, oh, want to go on a stroll? Dead. Bang, 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 Nazi motherfucker. Boobs, would you? She's like, hello, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, motherfucker. Boom. Yeah, nice, nice. She said she used to watch them drop to the ground. Oh, that's beautiful. So, uh, but anyway. Up and down the street, shooting Nazis. That's great. That's great. But uh, Rain, we only have a, we only got a few minutes left uh, for for parting shots. So uh, what do you got on the way out of the program? All right, my well, my parting shot changed because I love Joe's Joe's parting shot. But I would actually like for us women to not have to shoot Nazis in order to make sure <laughs> that Nazis don't sit on the Supreme Court. Amen right. to that. In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is, listen to the women. Kavanaugh does not deserve to be on the Supreme Court at all. Nope. I don't no. even... Just at all. We shouldn't have to shoot men in order to stop fascism in America. Amen to that, but unfortunately, we're not the ones who need convincing. Conservatives are, and it seems like they're sticking with their own. And it could be their own suicide mm-hmm. run. Just... Fuck Kavanaugh. Fuck him. I grew up... I want to... Okay, I have one more parting shot. When I say shot, I'm going to share something with you. This will Mm. take less than three minutes. The story that that Dr. Ford described, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was in the very same situation. Mm. Two guys in a room, and one guy left, and I was just suddenly started feeling very uncomfortable. I remember the sweater I was wearing, and I was drunk, just like this woman described the entire story. The only yeah. reason why I wasn't raped is very different from the reason why she wasn't raped. My possible rapist, he came on my sweater. Oh, so he was, uh, he was very excitable. Yeah. Sorry to make that gross pest. No, it's but, his 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 mushroom. No, it, it uh, really, it's a god's it's God's honest truth. I mean, when that happened, I actually was like, okay, now I have to go wash my sweater. Yeah, that's still obviously still sexual paid. assault. Yeah, it was. It was, but it was it was 1985. Wow. When when those things, those situations that they were normal. 
Oh, they and they were they, normal. Yeah, Ken. and we they, talked about this, but we they have. Were normal. You know what? I, I think a good if we were ever to change the name of the show would be we've talked about this on the show before with kenny pig so, <laughs> i'm sorry that's, no that's no because because no it's not it's me too it's joe too we all say that all the time you know we've talked about this on the show before because we have we've been doing it for so long and we we care about these issues i honestly think that that if i was ever to change the name that would be the only name i would change it to <laughs> we've talked about this on the show before with kenny pig Part that bothers me so much about this is that she really could not have come forward because people would have said, you should not have put yourself in that situation. And that was the mindset uh-huh. in the 80s. I'll tell it you really what, was that, was the mind, that was the mindset, and I'll, I'll, I'll go into more detail about this at another time, but we don't have time right now. But okay. that was yeah. the same, that was a very similar... I can tell everybody um, I need to talk to somebody about a similar situation and I will see what I can and cannot share about it because um, that was the same attitude uh, I heard about, actually heard with my own ears, uh, was, well, what were you doing there? You know? But we got to so, get to the show. Yeah, we got to get to the Tim Carmel show. Great show tonight, everybody. Uh, sorry for the doom and gloom, but hey, that's what conservatives are giving us, you assholes. Um, but uh, you know what? We're going to run to the, not run to the break. We're going to end the show, and we'll see everybody on Friday. Bobber will be here, too. Bye-bye. No, we won't. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. You guys are off. So... I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we'll find out. I'll be here. All right. I'll be here, too. All right. Bye-bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! (laughs) That's it!